What is up, people, and thank you so much for listening in to this episode of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. I am your host, EJ Stewart, and we have a loaded week of news this week. It was funny, last week we talked about how there was not much to talk about, and we tried to make the best of what we had. This week, there is no issues in that regard. We do not have to make anything up in regards to trying to bring out some kind of content from the news this week. A lot of stuff dropped, a lot of interesting nuggets came out. We had uh, some major trailers. We had a Captain Marvel trailer early in the week. Um, so a, a lot happened. So we're going to try to get to as much as we can on this show. Of course, we also have episode recaps to do at the end of the show. We'll be talking about The Gifted this week. And once again, Gotham, before all the shows, I believe, almost all of them start to, to return next week, especially the CW show. So we're about to get right back into the swing of things. And uh, we should be a great show. We got a lot of stuff, again, to talk about. Punisher, Spider-Man trailer, uh, uh, stuff on the Joker, stuff on Black Widow, the future of some Fox movies, or lack of a future of some Fox movies. So it uh, should be a great show. Hope you guys enjoy. Joining me are my co-hosts, as always, starting with Shamari Stewart. Shamari, before we started the show, you, you came in here with some interesting news that did not catch my eye until uh, you told me which was the Avengers actors kind of replacing Kevin Hart as the pseudo-host of the Oscars this year. If you've not been paying attention to the Oscar controversy, Kevin Hart was named the host. Then he quit over uh, complaints about some past homophobic, anti-gay remarks. There's been a whole back and forth that involved Ellen at some point all week, for weeks really. It seems like that has now passed and he is not going to do the show and the Oscars have been in a panic, but apparently the Academy is uh, tapping the actors for the Avengers. It's not official yet, but they're, apparently this is their their next play right now. They're trying to get Robert Downey, Scarlett Johansson, uh, Mark Ruffalo, Chris Evans, um, uh, that whole crew to 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 be the the kind of rotating the rotating host of the show. You thought this was interesting. What what did you make of this? Um, I did. Um, so yeah, I so this is kind of a um i feel like this is a not a good thing not a good thing um tell me why this is not a good thing well i well okay as a fan i would love to see that um but i think that it's a sign of um i think it's a sign of just the hypocrisy of of the academy and in wanting these superheroes um you know who they don't want to consider Right. For the roles that they play, and for the 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 talent that they sh- that the creatives, mm-hmm. the the directors, and the crews, and the people that work on these these amazing projects, and and just not giving them credit, um, uh, but then you know turning around and saying, oh, I want you to help save the Oscars because yeah. you're so popular, right? You know, so I mean, I think I have a problem with that. So um, you think this is a sucker move? Yeah, and <laughs> and also sure and sure, you think this is a sucker yeah. move? And also, I mean, you know, I now this is a, you know you're getting a little bit into conspiracy, possibly type of stuff here. Trust but, me, we love but, conspiracy here. Let's do it. I but, think conspiracy every week about what I think is <laughs> happening behind the scenes. You know, I'm gonna sound like one of these. You know, you know, it's all the corporate conspiracy. But you know, uh, you know, um, you know, ABC hosts the Oscars. Right. Disney owns ABC. And, you know, they're kind of bringing in these Avengers, you know, they're, they're throwing in the Avengers in the host of Oscars, you know. And then, you, I mean, you just had, um, you know, Juan, James Wan getting all upset and other people getting all upset about Aquaman being sure. snubbed. 
you know, for the for the visual effects. And I mean, it's kind of a thing. It's like Disney; they have their people. You know, they talked bring, about they bring their people we talked in. about last week. All you know, all the properties seem to be Disney. Yeah, yeah they all know, seem to be Disney. And that, you know? that visual effects, about, like, the visual seven effects. out of the ten. <laughs> and in the animation, you know, it's all Disney. And the only Warner Brothers movie that could be named did not get even. It's not, it wasn't right. on the show. Yeah, so I mean, it's Fantastic Beasts as well was not on that list. Yeah, that came out this year. So I mean, it's it's it, it doesn't look good. You know, it really doesn't look good. Um, you know, I think it, it's a sign of a potential. Uh, conflict of interest, honestly, <laughs> when it comes to making these sure. awards, you know these, uh, you know these awards are supposed to be kind of more objective, sure, or, yeah. you know, coming from many different perspectives. It's kind of all kind of being run by a company, and it, it just doesn't look good. So I, um, while of course I would love to see the Avengers be, get more shine and and you know be have more of a face in the Academy, I think this is. Uh, you know, I w- would hope that it wouldn't have come about this way. Yeah, yeah they definitely thumb uh, the academy has thumbed their noses, their noses, uh, in our faces, the comic book fan faces. And it's funny because I feel like you know, like we look at Robert Downey and these guys as ours, but at the end of the day, I mean, these they're actors and actresses, and and they make movies that are also trying to get in the Oscars outside of the Marvel movies, obviously. So for them, I you know I would I'm sure they would jump at the idea of hosting an Oscars because this is a rare occurrence where I don't think any of these people will ever be in a position to do that. Not that they're not superstars, but just usually an Oscar host goes to like a, a, a comedian, um, not like a regular actor. So this is a big moment for them. So I get it from their standpoint for maybe wanting to do it if they are approached. But for I agree, for Academy that has been so much like, oh, you know, superhero movies you know they're not we're not going to give them that kind of real serious consideration and then now uh when your property which you've decided you told us what is good and what's not good has struggled that show has struggled with ratings that show has struggled with uh, with bringing people in that show has struggled with keeping an audience for hours and hours to watch uh awards about movies that no one's ever seen before now for you to come in and say hey uh we need eyeballs to our show. Let's bring in people from movies that we have consistently said for years aren't worthy of our time. It's exactly. trash. It's trash. You're yeah. right. I don't, I totally agree. It's a trash move, um, but it's a corporate move. So I mean, you want to stay page with that, Kendall? Do you want to? Kendall Stewart's of course here as well as our uh, other co-host. Do you want to speak on that as well as uh, we have a Spider-Man trailer? coming out this week reportedly so so any 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 thoughts on that as well yeah i mean this is uh on the oscars thing i mean i i don't i'm not i don't blame the academy because i feel like this is a abc move more than this was a the people that make the the people that vote on you know who gets nominated for these awards um but i agree that it's certainly not a great look that, you know, like you said, an ABC property or a Disney property on an ABC channel uh, or on ABC networks uh, is hosting the Oscars. Um, it, it, you know, it would look bad if uh, Ewan McGregor were hosting and coming off, you know, uh, Christopher Robin. You know, <laughs> it would look bad if Will Smith, you know, coming off, you know, doing Aladdin, <laughs> you know, were hosting. But uh, it... it I don't know if it will add anything to the show, but um, 
I you just hope that this now makes I mean superhero movies are already so like in the mainstream at this point that I mean them hosting the Oscars isn't gonna give them more shine or isn't gonna like give them I would say like an added like possibility that they would be considered for future Oscar nominations. At this point, like people that are voting are they're not gonna see oh these guys are hosting the Oscars, they're more legitimate, you know. It is what it is at this point. But um I mean, you do hope that this does have some sort of positive effect. But uh, on Spider-Man, I mean, I we we think it's coming out on Tuesday. I, I'd be shocked if it did not come out on Tuesday, considering the people that have been reporting this. And, um, I mean, I'm excited to see what we see. Uh, we kind of, if I haven't read any of the descriptions of what was already, what's already out there, what was already shown, so uh, I'm excited to see what... Uh, what is shown, but some people probably already know what what's going to be out there. I think for the super, super fans like us, for the general public, I don't think this movie has much to prove. But I think for the people like us who kind of been talking about this movie, you know, eyeballing every single thing that comes out in terms of information about this movie, they have something to prove to me this week. Uh, I, this cannot be a trailer that falls flat because... As I, I kind of admitted, a lot of the ideas that have come out of this movie that I've heard of so far... I've not really liked that much. <laughs> no, I've I, I like the idea of Mysterio being in the movie, mm-hmm. and I can't point to one other thing that I can say, oh, I'm really excited about this. There's nothing. And I love Spider-Man Homecoming. I think it's the best Spider-Man movie that's non-animated, because now maybe Insert the Spider-Verse may have taken that spot. So I'm not someone who's a, oh, I love Garfield or, or the other guy, um, McGuire. Wow. I, I'm... I love Holland and this new Marvel Sony mashup, I, but I, I have not been crazy about what we've been hearing about this movie. So they gotta sell me on this trailer, and and I feel like it's important because my con- if my concerns are vindicated, then I think people may come out of Tuesday or whoever listened to this and said, well, "That's not what we expected. It's not what we wanted." Yeah, um, I mean I hear you now. And in, in, you remember, I was saying the same thing going into Homecoming. Because, I, I mean, and I think a lot of people were. But hear, coming, hearing that Vulture was the, the villain for Homecoming, I was that's like, true. I was like, I'm not feeling it. Yeah, you this were going to be a bad were, movie. That's how you were. Or yeah. I was like, this is going to be whack. Why would they choose such a whack villain? Who, <laughs> I mean, the guy wears a, like a leotard or yeah. whatever. Like his like one, his like one yeah, onesie. onesie. His bodysuit. Yeah, it's ridiculous. With wings. Looking like a wily e. coyote when he was doing that thing where he was trying to be like Batman. Or... Nose. Yeah, it, it just looked it was completely ridiculous. But they made it work. So sure. I, I have faith in in this Marvel team that they're gonna they're gonna make this work. Um, I have to wait and see the trailer. I haven't heard people. I haven't heard any negative reactions to the trailer. Yeah, have I? Um, so I think that's a very good sign. I mean, the and the the cast. And the people surrounding the movie, and I know, of course, they have to hype up the movie, but they honestly seem pretty genuinely excited about it. And Gyllenhaal isn't just some guy that's gonna be like, you know, like, oh, this is this he's, is the bomb, guys. Yeah, he's an actor's actor. He's an actor, you know, like he he seems like this is a really cool, like he seems like when he's talking about this movie, he's like, this is a really cool role that I'm playing, and you guys are really gonna enjoy it, and I'm excited for you to see it. So I am I am looking forward to, uh, you know, seeing this trailer. Um, I mean, of course, they have to sell me. It's a trailer, so they have to sell me on it as well. But, but I'm, I'm kind of more high on the trailer. I'm looking forward to seeing. 
should be fascinating to see what comes out. Um, this is a movie that we don't know very much about. Um, there's a lot of mystery behind it because it doesn't seem like much from the last movie is going to be in play in this movie. So uh, we'll see what happens with that trailer. But let's let's start the show now talking about a trailer that we did see this week. That was the Punisher season two trailer. We assume, uh, ironically, the, the actress uh, Deborah Ann uh, Wall, I think her name is, who plays uh, Karen Page, she mentioned on Twitter or on Instagram that this, check out the trailer for the show that is likely the last time you'll see me playing Karen Page. So I was like, that's dark, damn. <laughs> but um, yeah, but I was going to, so I say that to say that, you know, the, the trailer for the last season of probably any Marvel property on Netflix, though, like, I, though, as we said a couple weeks ago, there was that weird reporting that, this show wasn't connected to the other show, so the, the contract is a little different. Um, There's a show that can probably be, be brought back immediately. It would actually be this one to, to just contract legal language and, and, and stuff. But, boy, was this a great trailer. Um, this was a trailer that, to me, looked like a trailer for a movie. This was everything you'd want from a, a Punisher trailer. You want action. You want violence. Um, but what I liked about it was it's it felt so different than what we saw last season. Um, it, it Like, last season, it really hyped up the uh, government conspiracy element, which was great because, you know, it wasn't really anything we've seen quite from the Marvel Netflix division. They've done conspiracy with Kingpin, but not government type conspiracy political type conspiracy um this trail had none of that um and, and 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 it doesn't seem to be teasing any of that this seems like more of a fight a personal fight with punisher having now had his name out there and kind of done what he's done and his reputation now rising kind of having to protect now himself from billy who's coming back with a vengeance and some scars on his face uh, and protect this new woman that he's involved with that also had um, some tragic incident happen to her where her family was killed. It seems like this is more Punisher playing defense here to me that I saw. And I dig it because, you know, again, Bert Dawn's portrayal is kind of like, bring it on, fam. I don't get killed. I do the killing. Like, and, and that's, again, very authentic Punisher. I, I just I, I I was I sat here I just watched it. it was the first time I watched the trailer just a couple minutes ago and it, to me it was amazing and I can't be more excited it's it's like bittersweet because I'm like man it's crazy that this is the end but I can't wait to go on this ride when we see this uh the show come out next week oh yeah yeah it's a fantastic trailer I watched it several times um I mean it's really good um I think you're right actually at first because at first when I watched it I was like. You know, I feel like it's going to have the same, like, kind of, you know, like, like, uh, the same, like, steps of Frank being, I don't want to get involved, something's going to happen, he's going to have to get involved, mm -hmm. and then things are going to go from there, um, but, uh, you're right, there isn't any kind of government element. No, there's in, at least not in the trailer. Yeah, at least not in the trailer, it doesn't seem that way, it seems, right. it seems like it's just kind of peep assassins, <laughs> assassins uh, going and, after and, and, assassins, hitmen, and jigsaw. Right. And so it's which is you know right in the Punisher's alley in terms of the people that he goes after and the kinds of uh, people that he that he goes goes up against. So I'm really really 
um, you know, I'm really excited for this as well. Um, uh, I think the one thing, well, we didn't see Karen Page though. You noted that she's gonna be in the in yeah. the show. We also didn't see uh, your boy. Um, I was gonna. That's what I was gonna say. We didn't see Micro. Your Micro. Yeah. So that's the only thing I thought was <laughs> was missing. Yeah, there was no, yeah. yeah, there wasn't any Micro in in the trailer. Um, I'm hoping he's in the season. He'll be in the season. He's gotta be. I feel like they he has to be. Show, but, but I mean, the only thing that worries me is his arc was kind of completed. Definitely in the last season. Yeah. So I mean, I hope I hope they just bring him back to just help Frank. I yeah. feel like they will. I guess my concern would be, you know, like these dudes that Frank seems to be going against are not playing around. Yeah. <laughs> so and he seems very concerned about his family. And right. So so I would be concerned just now as a viewer, just like me being locked in the show. Like, oh man, like I hope. I kind of don't want Micro involved in this. <laughs> the other thing, it seemed like while it was very dangerous because of his him being under the radar, he had everything under control to some degree until the very, very end. Right. Here, I'm like, I don't think he'd have any control of this if he gets involved. So maybe that's why right. he's not getting involved and we don't see him and then maybe he'll get dragged in in some degree or maybe that's why he's not in it because like you say, his storyline kind of wrapped. But I hope you see him, Kendall. I, I, to me, Micro was a, a instrumental part of that season did he win a jenny award i don't remember he was a jenny nominee it was definitely a nominee uh but but he's a great supporting actor and it, it seems like the new woman that frank's involved with may kind of end up being the new micro it seems like they're kind of like a tandem yeah i don't know uh i don't know what uh happened uh with micro uh like like we like you said they kind of they did close off his story in season in season one so I don't know if this is a situation where it's like, you know, Fisk coming back in season two of Daredevil, where it's kind of like at the end, or it's kind of, you know, it's it's a short, but it's but he's not a series regular, um, or if this is a deal where they just don't want to show him, but uh, he'll get introduced in season three or not season episode three um, in some uh, capacity that will have him in the show for the rest of the season. Uh, but yeah. I, I, I don't know what the deal is with this girl as well. Um, what happened with, uh, or what she's even getting into, who she is. We don't know anything yeah. about this character. Um, but you said it seems like Frank, uh, Castle's protecting her. And everything I've heard about season two is positive so far. Yeah. You know, I haven't really heard, you know, anybody really say that it's bad or, you know, it drops the ball. Definitely sounds from what people have said that it's going to be a little different, but uh, that's to be expected with a lot of these shows. You know, Jessica Jones season two is a lot different than season one. Uh, Daredevil season two is a lot different than season one. So right. that tends to happen. Uh, even Luke Cage, uh, you know, right. fairly different. So uh, it could be a breath of fresh air. In some cases, like Daredevil for the first half of season two, and I think with Luke Cage, in some cases it could end up being better. But we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, I think that this is going to be a strong season from everything I've heard. Uh, the last season had a lot of, had a lot of action in the second half. It feels like this, it feels like we're going to be in it from the jump. Oh yeah, that's what it looks like. You know what I'm saying? Like the last, like the only criticism I heard from last, well not the only, but one of the main criticisms I heard from the last season was it took too long to kind of get off the ground. And I kind of, I kind of get why they did that last season. I think it kind of built anticipation if you're watching it. Because you know, you know it's going to hit the fan. <laughs> with with Frank, it's just it's inevitable. So when you think, oh, two three episodes, still nothing that crazy. It's like, well, trust me, it's coming. Yeah. Uh, but this seems different. This seems like from jump, 
it's gonna he's gonna be deeply involved and it's gonna get crazy immediately and uh, I'm ready for that ride again. I, I, I it's sad that this is the end for the Marvel Netflix division most likely, but uh, I think this is gonna be a very high high note for it to go off. Yeah. Any any anyone think of any like uh we we kind of have rumors about you know who could appear. Does anyone think there might be any appearances here that's surprising um, besides Karen Page, which really isn't surprising, but. Did anyone expect to see Matt or no, someone like nah, that? No? No, nah, not at all. No one expect to see Fisk or anything? Mm, nope. I'm just yeah, glad. I feel like they would they would hype this up more if, if they had something like that. That's true. Thing. Normally, they have not hid that kind of thing. Right? Yeah. You know, like, they can hide it. Or they, they would like, they didn't it, hide they would Danny. They didn't hide Danny showing up in Iron Fist. Like right. That was something. I mean, excuse me, Luke Cage. Luke Cage they, yeah. they promoted that a great deal. Right. You know, or, like... Um, I feel like we would, I feel like this, this whole promotion's gone a little quiet, which, it has. you know, I, they, I mean, season one was kind of quiet as well. But I think, but, I yeah. think, I think Netflix does not care one bit if anyone watches this show. Right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's, we say why it's quiet, I think that's why. So, like, I can't imagine they have something major up there, Yeah. But maybe they do, and they're not telling anyone, because again, they don't want anyone to watch it. I mean, Netflix has had, I don't know. What the how large this pushback has been because of this situation, but they've had pushback. There's no question they've had to hear people complain about what they've done. They don't want to keep hearing that. So the best way to do that is just make sure people don't remember or know that this show is even happening, which is why you're only getting a trailer a week before the show. Yeah. I mean, they've been doing these trailers close to the show before, but I don't think it's ever been like this, where we, we have not seen a trailer until the week of the show. But... This is this is where we are now, you know. Um, but again, I'm excited for this series. We'll see what happens with uh, with with um, Frank Castle and this next adventure. And hopefully, this is not Burnthal's last adventure as Frank Castle. There's got to be a way to keep this guy around in some capacity because I think when I think of people born for a superhero role, I think of Hugh uh, Hugh Jackman, I think of um, of uh, Robert Downey Jr. And to me, Burnthal is in that category. Of character, actors clearly born to be a certain role. This guy is born to be Punisher, and we need to see him beyond this season. He's too good. He's too talented. What he's established with that character, a character that Marvel had so much trouble with, um, with with establishing in any way with what how the movies failed, they gotta find a way to to, to continue to utilize this guy. But let's speaking of TV shows and the future of Marvel television, let's shift gears. Shift gears and talk about the Disney Plus app. Because we know there are plenty of movie, excuse me, uh, TV series that are coming to the Disney Plus app. The one that's been officially announced, the only one to be officially announced, was the Loki series that was announced by uh, Bob Iger about a month ago, a month and a half ago, I would say. And according to the hashtag show, we have some new information about what exactly we're going to be seeing from that Loki show. So, of course, Tom Hiddleston uh, confirmed that he was being, he was involved with the series. We all assumed that meant he was in the series. But it appears that this could be very different than what we anticipated. So, uh, Charles Murphy, shout out to him from the Hashtag Show. He's reporting that uh, Tom Hiddleston will be actually narrating the Loki series with the show focusing in on Loki's younger years um, in the series. So, this will be a younger, maybe even a kid Loki. That is not anything that I think anyone expected. I've not heard anyone think that. Maybe this is like a younger Loki that's not been... That's not been reported. So this is brand new information 
very different than what anyone could have uh, speculated. I guess I'll toss this one to Kendall first here. What do you think uh, if this is the plan for Marvel to, to introduce this Loki series as a, a Loki teen or preteen or even young adult uh, with Hiddleston as the the, the, uh, the narrator? This kind of reminds me of Everybody Hates Chris. This could be an Everybody Hates Loki deal. Right. Um, like, first of all, it would make sense given that, you know, a lot of people are talking about, well, isn't Loki dead? How are you going to sure. continue sure. Loki's story? Well... That's one way of doing it. Um, it would also make sense because we've all we had a lot of problems with this Loki project, uh, theoretically, and it would also help with the issue of well, isn't Loki a bad guy? Are we gonna make him a good guy? Like, well, I mean, if he's a kid or if he's you know, yeah, if, basically if he's a kid, then he doesn't have to be evil necessarily. He can still be mischievous or whatever, but uh, you know, he's not a villain. He becomes a villain in Thor. Um, but if it's, if it's, if it's, you know, Loki at 13 years old doing, running around doing things like it's less like, oh yeah, he's a villain. Uh, and now he's just a, the title character, maybe even a protagonist. But, um, I think this is a good idea. Uh, having Tom Hiddleston, um, narrate this gives the show like, it's still, you still feel like it's Loki. Because if it's just Loki running around as a kid, I'd be more detached. I'd be more, eh, I don't know who this guy is. This isn't Loki. But because you include Tom Hiddleston as the narrator, it still feels like he's in the MCU. You can have Thor show up, also be a kid. Uh, you know, you, you might be able to get more insight into Thor's psychology as well as Loki's psychology and their relationship. Uh, Loki and Odin's relationship. You could have Anthony Hopkins mm-hmm. play Odin. Um, so I don't know. I'm thumbs up. I am thumbs up as well. I think this would be really fun. Um, uh, I agree with you, UG. I think this sounds just like an Everybody Hates Chris type of deal with, with Tom Hiddleston, um, which is interesting because that is more comedic. That is more of a joke. Um, but it's not Tom Hiddleston's Loki being a joke, which I right. am okay with. Sure. So that kind of makes it very different. And it kind of makes brings me on board. I think this could be a really, really fun adventure type of show. And um, I think this could be surprisingly good, honestly, uh, if you had the right people writing and acting, of course. <laughs> but I think it could be cool, you know, and I think with with some good with a good budget, you know, they can make Loki's backstory and make they can make the show like look really good as well because i mean it'll still take place in asgard yeah you know so it's i'm excited um this i think this would be a really good idea i'm mixed on this um i'm mixed on this uh i i i feel like when i think of this show i think of all those stories you hear thor talk about when he talks about um his uh you know his 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 glory days with you know the heroes three and kind of like him talking the stories of growing up in asgard he speaks so highly of them and so fondly of them that you kind of assume that there's probably great stories that we will never see on film that maybe would be great to see on film if they actually explored it even as with thor even being like a kid or a teenager so if you put loki in that aspect there's a chance that that could show to could produce some really cool stuff things that would just 
um, things from the Thor lore that maybe we haven't that haven't gotten to the movies and maybe we'll never get to the movies. But this could be our chance to finally get those Easter eggs or those um, those store, you know, uh, uh, those store things into a, a show where, where we won't see them in the movie. I, I'm still I guess for me, you got to tell me, you know, why am I going to watch this? And I, I don't know if if on the surface a show about something from 30 years ago is just is going to bring is going to pull me in. I you know, I think when you detach what what was exciting about Disney Plus was the idea that it could be adding on to the current story that we see happening on the movies. But I don't know this this won't really add anything to what we've seen. So I don't know if this is quite what I'm looking for. Like, I, like I'm excited for a Captain, uh, I, excuse me, a Winter Soldier Falcon show because I feel, okay, that's a show that's in the MCU that could add to whatever is going to come in the movies. This doesn't seem to be, it doesn't seem like it's going to add to anything. It's just cool new content, which I'm going to watch, but in terms of that, like, I, I'm chomping at the bit, I'm going to stay invested in it, you know, I, I heard this news and, and and there was a little bit of disappointment. The, I can't the, lie. The way I the way I, I envisioned it, a lot of times I it's always been the opposite for me, um, especially when it comes to Star Wars because I know Shamari knows like there are a lot of obviously there's been a lot of Star Wars properties. The Star Wars canon has always been one, you know, like it's they've told stories in the past, but it's always been there's one universe. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. Um, when you have a Star Wars show like The Clone Wars that goes back in time, they're able to tell stories that happened. And while you know they aren't going to majorly affect what happened, what, ended up, what ends up happening in those movies, I've, they're not as confined to having to tell a story that's, that's yeah. going to line up with what the movies want to tell. Because right. you go in the future, then it's like, well, we can't tell, or in the present, we can't tell certain stories because... They're gonna, we're gonna do that in the movies. Sure, you know. So like, I agree with like Winter Soldier or Falcon. I'd want it to be present because you know they're actually they're 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 real. They're actual Avengers. Um, so I feel like yeah, whatever they do is gonna be relevant. But uh, with somebody like Loki, I feel like if you go into the past and you go, I mean, there is no Asgard at this point. You know, I don't know what you're gonna do. <laughs> I don't know what story you're really gonna tell right. with Loki in the present. So if you go into the past. Um, and you tell some of the stories. I feel you have more of a blank canvas in the past than you do in the present. Yeah, because there's really only two story, two stories of Asgard that we've seen. Right. We have the first two Thor movies. The third movie doesn't take place really in Asgard. So every comic book that you read from Thor, everything that has ever come out of Asgard is very possible to be used, which I think is the upside to this film, this Thor, this series, is why. I say it's mixed. I can't say I'm completely disappointed. Right. Um, I, I see the upside and I see the excitement. Now, if you go too young, there's certain obviously there's certain things you can't do because he's not an adult. Right. I think he'll so probably be a teenager. Right. That's, that's, that's what, what I was. That's what I'm I, I assume, assume he'll be a teenager. Too. I assume he'll be between thirteen and eighteen, somewhere in that range. Right. And I think for Marvel, that's also important because if you're trying to get Disney Plus, uh, you know, people you want to you you know the kids are going to be a lot of the people. Parents are going to be buying a lot of this for kids because yes. of all the library of Disney movies. 
So if you want to kind of keep those kids invested in something new that's for kids, well, if you have a low-key teen show, or a, even if he's if he's younger, if he's 12 even or 11, I mean, maybe that also uh, invests, you know, the kids that are, are wanting to see Frozen and Moana and those shows as well. <laughs> Not about Frozen and Moana. <laughs> Too young. The Incredibles or, right, you know, right. the a Toy Story. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. that age group. You gotta still invest them in some way. Yes, of course they're still gonna they're still gonna like, you know, Falcon and and and, and what's the name of uh, Falcon and, and Winter Soldier. But they, you know, what is there any kind of kid friendly elements to the Marvel Studios yeah. that they could create? What kids this sound, be like, this oh, Loki. Like, I want to see the Loki show if he's you know Tom Hiddleston. No one. I mean, yeah. Loki's not an exciting character for a lot of people. Right, but he's, I mean, Loki is, 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 I mean, he's a very charismatic character. So, if you put that charismatic character, made him a teenager, and had him doing crazy stuff, I mean, that, that ha- again, it has potential. Right. That's why it's, I can't say it's a terrible especially idea. Especially given the medieval, you know, setting. Yeah. I just feel like I'm so invested, I'm so invested in the MCU and the future of the MCU and everything that's going on in it currently, that, like, taking me back is, is, is like the Captain Marvel, the Captain Marvel movie was a one shot, and she never was gonna come into the future. I don't know if I would be as invested. Like those movies work because Captain Marvel, Captain America, they work because you know it's the lead up into them coming to the present, and yeah. who that character is is based off of what we're seeing in this movie. Loki, we've already established. We know who he is. We know a lot, a lot of his backstory. We don't know all of it, which is hence why they're doing this show. So to just go back, just kind of randomly that's where it loses me a little bit because it's not as far as I, I can tell it's not gonna affect the mc moving forward any last thoughts on this before we move on yeah i mean and i agree with you on that mm-hmm. um and i think they're gonna lose i think just if this is what they're going for they're, they're gonna lose some people because of definitely that. like it's just gonna happen um but um i also think that they know that and i think that um they're trying to like this is a show that is going to surprise people. Similar to Everybody Hates Chris, it's part part of the reason I didn't watch that while I was on air. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was like, Chris Rock is a kid; he's not even in the show. Like, who right. is this kid? Yeah, you know, why would I watch this? But it was a brilliant show, and I missed yeah. out on it while while I was on the air. You know, so it was one of the sh- these ideas that may just be really good, and they may it may just kind of strike gold, but some people are just gonna miss out on it, even though it's a really good idea. Um, saying on quickly on the the, the Asgard theme. Interesting news also we got this week. Disgustingfilm.net reports that Jamie Alexander will be reprising her role as Lady Sif in her own solo series on the Disney Plus app as well. So now we have this Loki show. We have potentially um, Falcon and Captain Falcon and Winter Soldier. He won't say Captain America because I feel like there's a chance it could be Captain America. But it's Winter Soldier and Falcon. Um, We have the uh, Vision and Scarlet Witch series, and now we could be having this show along with the, remember there was a word about the Groot and Rocket series potentially, so this could be another thing being added to this roster, Lady Sif. She's pretty much a character that, I mean, we haven't, she wasn't even in the last Thor movie, right? No. No. Which was interesting, because like, did, was she, did she die when, what's the name, killed everyone? Uh, you know, Thor's sister. Hello. Yeah, you know, because we that we didn't even see her. We assume she killed a lot of people, but we don't even see Lady Sif in the movie. 
This yeah. is a, so. This is such. This is shocking to me. I, this is shocking to me because this is a character that they, at one point they seem to have clearly had plans for the way they build her as a potential love interest and um, her in, her uh, guest appearance in uh, Agents of Shield. They they clearly have thought highly of this character, and then they seem to just be like, never mind. <laughs> they seem to just be like, uh, no, nothing. They kind of came up with. I guess worked out. And it's surprising because Jamie Alexander is so talented, and they we know they think highly of her. So to go back to the well with her for a character where we don't even know where she stands, a lot of I won't understand this until I see Avengers Four, because to me she could have been killed several times in the last few movies, and we got no confirmation of anything really. I would want to know that before I I, I even really entertain this because I don't know what this show will be about. There is no Asgard. Almost all of them are dead. I thought she was killed in Ragnarok, so what is going on? Yeah. Um, I think this could be a really cool show. Um, in terms of the plot, I'm with you. I, I don't know what's going on, because we don't know <laughs> We don't know what the state of any of these Asgardians There's is. There's gotta be some retconning happening before this makes sense. Half the Asgardians are dead. Um... The other half, we don't know what we don't know what's going on. And again, a large portion of them were killed by Hella. Killed by Hella, so and you would think that and it's half of whoever's left over after that. Yeah, gone. So we don't we don't know what's going on. So it's like half of half of that. Right. <laughs> unless this one's a prequel as well. Yeah, unless this one's also a prequel, which I kind of hope that's not. They're not going to do that, that with it. I, I don't want that. Yeah, I, I don't. Mean, mean, if they they're go, doing they, a Loki prequel, that. it's like okay. I don't really want a Lady Sif prequel. No. <laughs> you, you know, um, I don't think Lady Sif is is a big enough character unless it's like. Unless it's like Wonder Woman or something, you know, right. they're gonna they're just gonna throw all this action. She's gonna be an action hero. I mean, unless they, this is you know. their new Agent Carter. I was thinking that was the first thing that came to my mind, but like, I mean, he's got to be really good. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I was, I was, I would say I like Agent Carter more as a character than Lady Sif. Um, well, Agent Carter was a main character. We don't really know that much about Lady Sif. Exactly. I mean, I yeah. I mean, they, like I said, they'd have to sell me on it. Yeah, you know. Um, but but that but I think well, the reason why I brought that up though was because even people said, okay, why do I care about Lady Agent Carter? Well, she was an action hero, right? Like that's what made yeah. it great was that she was it was a, a very very well done action packed show. Yeah, and that's what kept you invested. It wasn't just oh this is Marvel. It was just this is just really good. So. That could be their mindset with Lady Seth. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I mean, unless, yeah, like I said, they, they, if they make her an action hero and it's a prequel story, hey, you know, it's just a really good show and I'll watch it. But outside of that, I want it to be present and to be more relating with the MCU. Um, so I don't know what's going on with the plot, but just as far as the idea of a Lady Sif show, um, I'm on board. I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm not, you know, against that. Um, I think it could be cool. Um, I know Lady Sif is an action character. Definitely. You know, she's a warrior. So I feel like it could be very uh, Wonder Woman-esque. And, um, you know, and I feel like it would just, um, I don't know. I just feel like it, it, it could be a good show. It could be a cool kind of fantasy-like show. Um, and, uh, again, I don't know what, what's going on with the plot in terms of what they want to do with the story. But, um I would hope it's connected to the current MCU because that would be really fascinating. Yeah, it seems uh, it seems kind of random. It seems a little out of nowhere, given that she hasn't uh, she hasn't been involved 
in a while. I mean, she wasn't Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so it's not as if, you know, the character has no television uh, appearances, but uh, it does feel a little random. Um, wouldn't have been my first, second, third, or fourth choice for a Disney Plus Marvel series. But um, if if that's where they want to go, I mean, obviously I'll watch it. Um, I do see uh, the one room comparison that you that you make. Uh, I think that could be uh, a motivation for this coming out at this time. But um, yeah, I don't know how I feel about this coming out and having Loki come out. I feel like you know, two Asgard centric shows. Where I'm assuming Lady Seth will be in the Loki show. The, a, a younger a, version. A younger version. Yeah, you would imagine will at least cameo at the very least. Uh if not be a regular character. Um so yeah, I, I, I'm not sure where the where the motivation is uh for the show coming out. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I, I hear it. I understand it as well. But I I, I one thing I gotta give Disney and Marvel credit is they are being ambitious. I mean, these are two very ambitious projects. Like Loki show where he's a kid and a lady ship show. And you're going for it if that's what you're doing because that's not the first idea. They didn't go straight to a obvious choice for a TV show, especially uh, with Loki to launch the show. Cause this is the first show that's going to come out. That's com- This is coming out this year, this Loki show. Which, again, it's still hard for, us to, for me to believe, but that's what they're telling us. And if you're going to come out the gates with that show, you're going to try to Woo fans with the Lady Sif show. I mean, that's you're going for the sweatiest of sweaty. Shout out to uh, Art and rest in peace to um to what to, to Schnepp, uh, John Schnepp with that. Like you're going for it, and I gotta give them I gotta give them credit for that. If this is indeed their plans. Speaking of Charles Murphy, who broke the news about Hiddleston narrating a Loki show centered around him being a child, uh, or at least a younger person, maybe not a child, maybe a teenager or a young adult. Uh, he's also reporting that Marvel is discussing. Uh, the possibility of making the Black Widow film a rated R film. It would be Marvel's first rated R film. This the movie is set to be uh, a, a a story predating even Captain Marvel, showing uh, Black Widow's past of uh, being brought up in the Russian Soviet KGB spy game, so to speak. Uh, Shamari. Rated R Black Widow, are you on board with this? Um, I'm on board. Her story is very dark, um, so I feel like it makes sense, especially how you I mean how they portrayed her story so far. It sounds very dark, <laughs> you know. It sounds like it would be rated R, um, and even just her character in general. Uh, you know, it's a very dark kind of. She's an assassin. She was an assassin for the Soviet Union. Yeah, that's rated R. That on its own. You hear that premise, you're like, well, this has to be rated R, right? right? <laughs> you know, you wouldn't think that something like that would be PG-13. Like the, the one with uh, Jennifer Lawrence, that was rated R. Yeah, which is basically the same thing. Yeah. It was rated R. Was it the Red Circle? Was it? Or was it something else? Was it the Red Sparrow or something? Red Sparrow. The Red Sparrow? Yeah. Red Circle. <laughs> I feel like that's something, too. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was rated R, you know? Which, I mean, that could be, that could be a, I don't know if that would be a problem, but... Um, I feel like that's the same story. So, I mean, some people might make note of that, but it's hard to um, it's, it's 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 hard to believe that you could do this story without it being rated <laughs> R and be and it feel uh, authentic. Go ahead. The Red Circle is a uh, something from Riverdale. Remember, RG, oh, yeah, RG, yeah, RG, yeah, RG yeah, had the Red Circle. Yeah, <laughs> I'll that, that sounds familiar. What's the Red Circle? <laughs> Sorry. Um, 
<laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, but yeah, like, yeah, you're right, EJ. I mean, it's hard to really imagine them doing this story the way that they've built it to be so far without that being rated R. Now, you know, so them discussing that doesn't surprise me at all because it sounds like a rated R story. But, you know, it being Marvel, I, f- I feel like they're going to try to do whatever they can to make it PG-13. Yeah. That's what I feel. Mm. I don't think they want to make rated R movies Disney, for their MCU. Disney have never released a rated R movie before. I mean, they've they've been involved. They've been like the you know they've owned studios that have released rated R. So I guess Marvel could technically be a similar deal. You know, like. But Pope. you're not gonna see the Disney house. Right, you're not gonna see the, the Disney, Disney house. Ca- the Disney castle over, with the star going over. Over right? a rated R movie, it's never happened R. before. Right. You know, Pulp Fiction is technically a Disney movie because they own the the rights to a to the company but like that would be groundbreaking i'm not i for one i for me personally i'm not buying it because i feel like like shamari said i don't see i don't envision disney wanting to do that bob Iger wanting to do that i feel like they would work hard to uh push it to that th- that pg-13 level yeah. and um i feel like i feel like black widow i feel like kids like black widow She's an Avenger. She's an Avenger. She Female has a, Avenger. The Legos. We don't have many. They have so many Black Widow Legos yeah. and right. toys. Uh, Funko Pops. There's yeah, probably the Funko like five, Pops. Five or six Scarlet Witch you know, Funko Pops. I'm sure you have kids that are like, Widow. I love Black Widow. Not, like, I want right. to see Black Widow. You'd be like, no. I mean, you she know, was the first. can't see that movie. She was the first female Avenger, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, now we have Scarlet Witch. Eventually, we'll have Captain Marvel. I mean, well, you can argue Captain Marvel. Just because of the timeline. Oh, uh, no, here, <laughs> here we go. Semantic. <laughs> no, but, you can't um, even argue Captain Marvel because this movie supposed to be set before Captain Marvel. Was she an Avenger? <laughs> first Shield. Well, no, the first Shield. That's Agent Carter. That's a whole nother. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Now so, we, 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 we really got into the semantics of <laughs> yeah. this argument. Um. So yeah, it, it's gonna be interesting. Um. I wouldn't call it Black Widow if you're gonna do that. If you're gonna make it rated R, like you have to really kind of separate it from like the the Avengers. You you no, can't call it Black know. Widow. Black Widow is going it's to be Black in Widow. the name of this of this title. But this so title. I mean I, yeah, I don't oh, know why movie. you would try to separate the character from know, this movie. I don't, I don't think you can do that. Like you know like you know how they didn't I don't know. The way I look at it like they didn't make uh Logan Wolverine. You know what I mean? Or they didn't make it Wolverine 3. They made it Logan, I think, in part, one, because they want to do the whole old man Logan thing, but I also think in part because, like, it's it's not Wolverine. You know, this isn't the X-Men Wolverine right. brand. It's a little different. It's rated R. It's funny. You bring up Logan. It's not a superhero. You bring up Logan. I do wonder if this is, like, Marvel's take yeah. on a Not a take on Logan because Logan, like, the story is very different, but, like, if this if, if it indeed is already R, this is their idea of saying, "Yo, what if we tried to make a movie that could win an Oscar? What would that look like?" Because I think that's what Fox did, and it was a travesty. Again, we talked about the Oscars being awful. It was a travesty that movie wasn't wasn't nominated. That that's one of the greatest movies I've ever seen, just in any aspect, superhero, non superhero, whatever you want to call it. So perhaps they're kind of taking the page out of. Fox's playbook with maybe the Black Widow. I think if of all the movies, this is probably one that would make sense to try to do it in that way. I don't, I don't buy that this is going to actually be rated R. I kind of agree with Shamari. 
I can see the discussions being had, just like Sony had discussions with Venom. Because at the end of the day, Remember, we haven't these discussions on the sense. show. Well, Venom's gonna be rated R. Right, I said at the time, I was like, that'd be foolish. Right, and and you you they, were, they you were can make so much money making a PG thirteen. They make it rated R. They're just cutting themselves to all the kids that want to see Venom. Yeah, you 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 were steadfast that that and was not gonna happen. They ended up making a lot of money. Even though the reports were that it was going to happen. Yeah. And eventually, the rubber met the pavement, and they really had to stare down the barrel of less uh, less ticket sales and box office numbers because it was being rated R. And they they balked and they said no no we can't do this. They made a PG PG thirteen. They cut a lot of scenes out, and the movie's very you know different why Fox than the movie they were Logan? originally making. You know why Fox can make Logan PG thirteen uh, rated R? Because the budget clearly wasn't that high. Yeah, the budget you know? was a shoestring budget. Like uh, you can tell, uh, they didn't have any ridiculous effects. You know, it was very uh, kind of small potatoes. So like making something like Venom rated R, where obviously the budget was high, would have been foolish. I think Black Widow, you could probably do it with a small budget. Maybe if you do it with a small budget, that does increase that whole Oscar. Uh, potential, but if you do it with a small budget, um, but assuming it, it has a large budget, making it rated R seems unlikely. Um, now, for story purposes, I understand 100%, like Shamari said, given her background, making it rated R seems to be what makes the most sense. Um, but I, if I were to guess, I would say there's 25% chance of the rated R. I would be surprised. I wouldn't be shocked given this report, but I would be surprised. For percent, I would say that this will be that will be rated R when it's released. I'd give it a, I'd give it like a maybe seventeen percent chance. I don't think it's so. a very specific number. <laughs> seventeen, seventeen point twenty-five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> give maybe a pie a pie percent chance. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, fifteen twenty percent. I don't think I don't, I don't think there's like I don't I don't think there's a very high chance it's gonna be rated. I probably sit in the same range as Sham. I, I just think that I mean they'll I, I think it. I think they un, I think they're disgusting because they understand this is a story that probably would be benefited by not having restrictions, the restrictions yeah. of a PG thirteen movie. I just don't think they're gonna go through with it. Mm. And I I think they and I think they can do a good KGB Black Widow movie that's PG thirteen. It's just a lot harder. Yeah. I mean, and it's gonna be. I mean, even if it's PG thirteen, it'll going be a to darker, be the darkest movie. It'll be a darker MCU without question. I mean, yeah. the Avengers, you know, and they've produced some some. I mean, Infinity War was kind of a dark Avengers movie, sure. I guess. But I mean, the Avengers have been such a family brand at this point, or a brand for family movies. Right. Bring your family out to see the Avengers. You know. That's like what I'm that's, saying. That's, that's why I'm like, brain. I would, I would separate this from the Avengers <laughs> brand if you're gonna make it rated R. Like, I wouldn't make this. Oh, you know, Scarlet Witch shows up, you know, or you know, Vision shows up, kind of thing. Yeah, and then, and then next time you see, because, because it's not like this is the end of Scarlet Witch the way that it was for Logan. Right. It's not well, like Black this is Hugh Jackman's last. Yeah. Like the, Logan was Hugh Jackman's last stand. It's not like they show Logan and then Hugh Jackman switch it up. You're gonna be like, oh, I like the black. I like Black Widow in her movie better than the the real Black Widow. Yeah, or better than Avengers Black Widow. So the next time you see Black Widow, you think, oh, in the Black Widow movie, she was out here stabbing guys in the eyes right, and yeah. doing all this crazy stuff. Now she's holding back. Yeah, now she's holding back. You know, the, the same way that it would be for Logan. And I'm sure this Black Widow is gonna do some very morally. Wrong things. I'm just right. yeah. morally great, morally yeah, wrong, probably. Yeah. So, if you're gonna do that, how much again do you want to kind of taint this character? Clearly, 
through like innuendo in these Avenger movies and Civil War, like they kind of, you know, they talk about, yes, this is someone with a very, very checkered past. But how much do you want to make that character that you've, you've built up as a hero look like a villain? That's not that's that's a hard thing to do when you again talk about money, uh, uh, merchandise sales, and those things that are involved with all of this. This is all business at the end of the day, and they're gonna have to think about that when they uh, do make this movie. But I do want to talk now about another film that is gonna be definitely rated R and dark, and that's the Joker movie because we got some details from Revenge of the Fans, uh, Mario Francisco Robles, who came out with some interesting news about what we're going to be seeing from this Joker movie and he's talked about how this is going to be a very tragic movie he mentioned the words heartbreaking pitiful and a tragedy he also mentioned that this is going to be a movie that will have uh, some similarities in terms of the the political undercurrents like V for Vendetta which V for Vendetta is one of my favorite books of all time books not just comic book comic books or graphic novels and, and that there will be some pointed commentary directly related to President Donald Trump and also last note before I toss it to you guys that he said that his, his he had inklings that this movie was going to be very different than anything we've been shown and really the only thing we've really been shown besides those like set pictures not the set pictures those like you know profile pictures that they put out was just these like leaked set videos and pictures from people who were just on the set leaking photos and he's he was under the impression that something maybe this stuff was shot purposely to to throw, misdirect. misdirect the fans he says he now has sources saying that not confirming that per se but but confirming that the stuff that we are seeing in those scenes will is not what it appears to be right they just left it at that so a lot of stuff from this joker film I talked to you, Kendall. You were really excited about this story all week. What did you make of some of the stuff you heard from from this from this report? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that uh, that last part is probably, I think, the most interesting because honestly, I, I don't know what to expect from this movie. I so have for no, them to I tell me, oh, thing. what you expect from this movie? Don't <laughs> expect it. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to expect. <laughs> You know, it's a Joker movie, and I, I mean, he's a comedian. That is funny because they definitely did like the whole pull was don't like whatever you're expecting. Like you know, like it's not what you're expecting. I'm like, I don't know. Anything. Yeah, I don't know anything. They I showed me anything. like this. This is a character that like doesn't have an origin. Story. Yeah, exactly. They can like, do whatever the origin, they want. There's only one origin story that's not technically not canon, so we don't really know yeah, what to expect. It's not like Batman, and it's like don't expect it. It's like, well, right. his parents gonna survive the shooting? What's gonna happen? So I mean that that that's that was the most interesting part for me. I was like, is Superman not gonna get out of the ship? Is Krypton gonna survive this 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 time around? You know, unless you're telling me Joker's gonna be a hero, you know, or something. I don't know. But <laughs> so I don't know. So now I really don't know what to expect with this movie. It could it can go in a million different directions. Clearly, um, and also like because they've shown us so many set photos. You know, we've seen so many leaked set photos. Uh, this is probably one of the more uh, leaked. Uh, you know, film. It's a new leak every week. Processes like I've seen in a while. It's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of surprising because like we haven't had one in a while. But for a minute, it was. It just finished production. I'm just like, yo, I had to, I had to really like try really hard to avoid all these leaks. Honestly, I think those leaks were intentional. I'm not gonna. 
Cause he, and usually I'm not with and you on that. And that's what this guy was saying. Yeah, yeah, usually I'm not with you on that, but it was getting ridiculous with this Right. Movie. To the point where I'm like, maybe it is intentional. You know, like, like we got Captain Marvel Leagues. We got Avengers Endgame Leagues. Homecoming Leagues. We, talk we about got Far From yeah. Home Leagues, Homecoming Leagues. We got plenty of leaks. We got leak. We get leaks from all movies, yeah. te- uh, generally. But it felt like with this movie, like I said, every week, the new scene. It's like every, uh, the new scene. Phoenix with the mat, with, <laughs> with, the, with the makeup, without the makeup, you know. Um... So like, that is what that's what was jarring because it was like basically it, it felt like don't pay attention to that stuff because it could be a misdirect um, or it may not happen the way it looks like it's gonna happen, um, and with the stuff with the political uh, undertones of the of the movie, that's also interesting because I don't know how any of that plays into Joker's character um, or how yeah. that that'll work. I and mean, we know he's a failed comedian that. Um, at least in this in this story, he's gonna be a failed comedian that I guess somehow somehow turns evil. I don't know what that's to do with Trump or how that's gonna play a role <laughs> in any of this. But I mean, I guess we'll see. Yeah, it, it, it is a weird. It is a weird connection they're gonna right. try to make. I, I think there's gonna be something we don't expect. Like clearly, oh clearly, that's right. what he's talking about. There's something we don't expect. Right. I'm trying to. That's happen. the theme of this story. I'm trying to think of like I don't. It might be like. For example, like I, this is I, this isn't gonna be it, but like he's like an immigrant, or even like his wife or something, or his his love interest is an immigrant and she gets deported or something. That's gonna be the Trump connection. I, I'm not saying that's the case. It won't be that. Be trash. But like I'm just saying, like it'll be yeah, like a political that. issue that I think will connect to it, something that's popular right now in the in society. And that and that is what um and that's what kind of I, I wouldn't say I'm worried necessarily right but you say oh it's gonna have something to do and he didn't even say our political climate he mentioned trump donald, specifically donald trump. Trump. He said donald trump i'm just like we do know <laughs> like what does joker right. have to do with donald trump yeah. so like, when he said that so pointedly i'm just like oh well, i mean how are they gonna how are they gonna force trump into joker's story like yeah i mean if they do it the right way like it, it has to be but the only thing I can think of is stuff that like Ken, what Keno just mentioned. Right. But I'm just like it's something just we do a know Zazie something playing his uh, love interest. Like I, said, I don't know if the, I don't think that'll be the case. But you know, yeah. they did say all you know. They're, trying, they're trying to keep us out or something. Right. Like I don't know like what are they gonna do? And I don't want them, this movie to be like, um, you know, to become so political, you know, right, to right, the point right. where it's like, you know. It, it, on MSNBC or something. Right, exactly. what where they're talking about. From the controversy. Yeah, oh, the Joker yeah. movie points out like, like, how... Yeah, like when Rush Lobball did a whole, like, uh, monologue on uh, Bane being the villain of Batman. That was, that was somehow related to Mitt Romney and Bane Capital. <laughs> <laughs> People were like, what's the name? Bane was created before Mitt Romney was even in office. <laughs> or he was even a thing. <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, I don't know. You know, so I don't know how I feel about that, honestly. Um... You know, <laughs> that's funny. It's a true story. Yeah, you gotta look it up. Oh, yes. Rush Limbaugh did a, true. he did an actual monologue about how he thought that the character, the Batman yeah. movie was, they were using Bane as a villain to somehow get at Mitt Romney, who had right. a history with Bane Capital, the bank. Yeah, so, can't yeah, make it up. Ridiculous. But, um, but yeah, so I don't know how I feel about that. Um, when it comes to this, this movie being something that, you know, what we expect, don't expect that. Um, I mean, I guess what all I would expect, I guess, is just, you know, the Joker being the Joker. 
and right. just doing Joker things, Joker-like things, and being a being a uh, a gangster kind. Of, well, not necessarily a. Well, I mean, some versions of Joker are gangster, but you know, just being like a villain. Yeah. Gary Leto, <laughs> my boss. You know, expecting him to be a villain in Gotham. You know, and maybe he's more sympathetic in this movie than we would have expected. I I, I expect him to be like, sympathetic. That is one thing I've also expected. Okay. Because yeah. I don't know how you tell a Joker origin. And not like, I mean, I guess I mean Jerome. They told his origin. I'm not really sympathetic for that. <laughs> he just lost yeah. it. But, <laughs> so I mean, maybe that's the case. But I wasn't expecting Jerome. I feel like if you do that, like, I mean, Jerome's a great character, but I mean, if you tell his origin, that's not gonna, you know, win you an Oscar, for example. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the only thing I can really think of. Other than that, I'm not really sure. What, I don't know. I have no idea what he's talking about. Maybe it's the political stuff that we're not gonna expect. You know, right. like I would have never expected this movie to connect to Donald Trump, especially because it know? seems so grounded. And you think of Donald it Trump, you think of really like grounded. not yeah. grounded. I mean, Trump is literally a larger than life kind of figure. Yeah, which he tries <laughs> to be. So, and he's the president. So it's like, how, like, how could this affect such a grounded story? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how how it would connect back to Donald Trump specifically. I mean, the only so. thing that I could think of is perhaps. You could argue that these are chaotic, chaotic times. I don't know if you could argue. I think anyone, wherever, where, regardless of where you stand on the political platform uh, or spectrum, that you would say these are chaotic times. We literally, government shut down as we do this podcast today. Uh, perhaps that chaos is what kind of drives this man crazy. That's, that's kind of the only thing I can think of in terms of how that could work. But otherwise, I don't, um, I don't know. They're saying it's going to be a commentary on on that i don't even know if, if what i described is a commentary that's just like you set us you made a setting and then like that characters then their ramifications for the setting being what it was i don't know if that's a it's kind of a commentary but it's not the same not it's not v for vendetta v for vendetta is a commentary that's right. totally different it is v for vendetta i don't know how they're going to do what we're going through today to a joker movie right that's a jump that i'm curious to see how they do it i can't guess Begin to guess how that's going to happen. What are you going to say, Gunnar? Uh, Justin Shanlin, who makes a uh, podcast on Batman, uh, said earlier this week that uh, the the Joker, that he's heard that the Joker has an incredible screenplay and that Joaquin Phoenix crushed it as the character. So, or I take that with a huge grin. Well. Not, not, not to say that I have crushed anything it against him. Saying that he reportedly nailed I'm sure he did. I mean, he's a great actor. Great actor. I, but, like, <laughs> I, I can't take one guy saying it was, it was a good screenplay. He, he yeah, heard. I don't. Oh, he's saying he's heard, right? He's right. that's what he heard. Right. Which, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I take that with a huge grain of salt. We I also mean, heard, you know, we heard Batman great Superman. Yeah, we heard great Got a standing about, ovation. Uh, standing ovation, man. That's crazy that that Ben Affleck got a standing ovation. <laughs> they, 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 like, he nailed it. It's crazy. Like, who was in that room? <laughs> that's crazy, man. That movie got sent in. I know, you know, DC and fans. I didn't hate that v Superman. Right. Yeah. But, like. I don't think. I'll be honest, I don't know if any of us really hated that movie. When we, we, the, we, we were clowning we, it. It deserves to be clowned. We I, don't, I don't know if any any of us hated that movie. Yeah. No, I, I, I didn't dislike We that. didn't hate it, like. I know. disliked the movie. But I didn't. But I don't know if, if we all ha- hated it. No, no, no. So, like, so the fact that we clown it is, like, we're not, like, just, like, people saying it was the worst movie of all time. Right. But it, but that's crazy to me that a room, a theater full of people, like, got up and applauded that movie. That's or crazy. even, that's, like, a, a boardroom. Yeah, even, you know, even if it was 20, even if it's 20 people. That's, <laughs> that's, figured, that's yeah. crazy to me. I don't, the yeah, fact that yeah, someone, <laughs> that, that, no, that no one sat there and was like, huh? 
<laughs> not one person all of them thought this joint was a a smash that's that seems unlikely yeah i don't know but that was the word that 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 rumor and that story got out and it was like wildfire so we just assumed that it's true but that's just crazy i can't see how more than more than 10 people could have watched that movie and everyone stood up i can't see that, that but you know how i mean even the way we saw spider-verse um it could have been unfinished. It could have been, um, what that BVS shortened. Yeah. Oh, you're saying maybe they didn't they didn't see the full see the, whole movie. the full movie. They might have what thought, could they like, have seen that? Or even the way we saw Iron Fist. You know, if they saw anything beyond the first fifteen minutes. They, the first fifteen minutes, I can right. see you get a round of applause. After that scene where Batman's running through Metropolis, I don't know what is getting a standing ovation <laughs> right. unanimously. Right. Yeah, it's confusing. Um, I, yeah, certainly confused. I, I don't know if they saw the whole the whole finished product. They probably didn't, given when we heard the the rumor. Uh, so I don't know if it's maybe one of those deals where they just saw scenes and just lost their minds. I bet you there's probably no person. Shout out to Zack Snyder. I bet you there's no person that felt that's felt more like confused in like his situation than him with that. Just everything that happened with that film, that movie in particular, and what transpired because of it, because like you said, like every the whole word was that this Batman v Superman movie was gonna change the game, and that Warner Brothers was so happy with it, like his world like went turned upside down so fast, and it's like weird because it's not like people couldn't see it coming, people did see it coming, but I, I think I guess my point is that I feel like Warner Brothers and DC were in their own bubble in such a, a way that it, it I think it distorted their view on everything they were doing. So that's just a quick thing on that. I just right. think that I think about him and today I'm just like I mean he had the keys to the, to the car and he had people telling him he was doing great, which is again why I always say I don't blame really him that much. I think that he needed oversight and help. And they, they trusted one man's vision without really bouncing it off of anyone. And this is what they got. Now we're at a whole new universe that they're trying to reboot. And we'll see how that ends up shaking out. And the Joker is the um, the first major step away from that. You know, we have Shazam. We have uh, this uh, movie we just saw, Aquaman. Aquaman. But those are still in the superhero realm. This is the first movie that's completely away from anything regarding the DCEU. So we'll see how this movie ends up shaking out. Lastly, real quickly, uh, just a quick note. Uh, uh, Daniel Richmond, or also known as Daniel RPK, he came out with a tweet this week saying that the Fox properties beyond the, uh, the, the X-Men Dark Phoenix and the New Mutants movie are dead. That means Gambit, dead. Doctor Doom, dead. X-Force, very much, very much close to being dead. Apparently, Fox wants to do it, but in order for them to do it, it has to be in production within the next two months. That seems very unlikely, considering just there's been no work on that. So, that project no is likely dead. That yeah. includes Silver Surfer, dead, anything you've heard of that may be coming out for Fox. All of it seems to be thrown, being thrown out the window. I did hear uh, Feige say he wanted to speak to the guy that was doing the, the, the Surf, Silver Surfer movie this week. Oh, really? Yeah, I heard. I heard. I saw that in the headline. I didn't even know they were doing a Silver Surfer yeah, honestly, I didn't Fox is kind of like, we never talked about. Fox is kind of like DC's. There's projects that get thrown out that, <laughs> does, that doesn't make our show because it's just wow. like 
every there's always rumors coming out. <laughs> I, can't I want to talk to this guy. Who is this guy? <laughs> like who? Yeah, but I know Adam McKay said this week that he wanted to he he wanted to do a Super Surfer movie at some point. Um, the director of Vice, but yeah, I, I don't know. That's all I had heard about that. Um, Random. I want to do Silver Surfer. Movie. That's always weird. Yes, right. the person that did Vice wants to do Silver Surfer. Like, what am I, <laughs> what am I supposed to make? Of that? All right, all right, all right. Exactly. Oh, I'm but, sorry. No, that's what happened. Uh, Feige wants to speak to Adam McKay. Oh, oh, that's interesting. Who said he wanted to do Silver Surfer? I wonder. I mean, clearly that confirms that they want to do. <laughs> I mean, which isn't a shock, but it clearly confirms that Kevin Feige, Mister, I'm not thinking about anything Fox right now, <laughs> is clearly thinking about doing a Silver Surfer uh, movie. Oh, it's clearly that's planned for the Silver Surfer. Yeah, exactly. And um, but none of these movies getting canceled. Uh, I've been saying this for a minute that none of these movies are gonna come out. Yeah, I'm actually surprised New Mutants is coming out. I guess they kind of. I'm surprised it. New Mutants. Is Apparently, coming there was out. a plan to also do a Kitty Pride and Multiple Man movie. I feel like we talked uh, about the Kitty. Wait, Kitty wait, Pride, we talked about those. You mean both yeah. of them together in one movie? No, or no, no, separately. We, I don't remember multiple. Why? Multiple we we multiple definitely we talked about those. I don't remember. Like we talked about them being like like <laughs> so stupid. Oh, like yeah, yeah. coming the out. Kitty Pryde. Yeah, I, I think I think I, think I, I, think were, I remember the. Yeah, I think the you Kitty were a little high on the Kitty Pryde. Yeah, movie. I thought. Yeah, you were like this could be. I, I wasn't high on either. What, uh, but you said Days Future Past should have been. Yeah, yeah. I remember us having that conversation. Yeah, Kitty Pryde is is a beast. Yeah, and no pun intended. I guess because beast is part of the team. But no, Kitty Pryde. Kitty McCoy. Kitty Pryde is dope. So I stand by my thing that if they wanted to try to do a Kitty Pryde movie that. Any, if you do the story right, anything could be good, and I would have some faith in that. I wouldn't have faith in Fox, but I have faith that someone could do that project well. I didn't, I don't remember Multiple Man. I don't remember that at all. Apparently, that was a thing. According to Daniel RPK, if he wants to come on the show and talk about it. I'll gladly ask him what is he talking about. They, 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 there, there was a Multiple Man movie, man. I remember that. Well, anyway, <laughs> regardless, it's not happening anymore. We, I feel there, like there, I was, there, there, is, there yeah. isn't a Multiple Man movie now. Yeah, exactly. We know. That. So today, that is not the case. Yeah. I, I'm actually surprised that New Mutants is happening. That to me, like the news that Gambit and Doctor Doom are, are done is not that surprising. Though it was weird because like Fox kept denying that like Gambit was in any danger, and the actors kept denying that they were in any danger, and the movie director and the producers kept saying, "Oh no, it's happening." Like, but being taken over in a month. Yeah, but it's happening. It's like okay, whatever. <laughs> And now we see that. I mean, come on, that 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 never was gonna happen. But they they are so Disney has I guess decided that they're not gonna come and just axe projects that are in the works. Hmm. So how are those projects gonna like what? What's how are those projects even gonna come out? Like what is it gonna be? How are they? How's it gonna be built? That's so weird to me because it's a Disney it's a Disney property. By the time these movies will be on the big screen, yeah, I, I'm guessing. It'll be a a deal where like will it show Fox on it? Like, I think what? it'll have the the drum, the drum roll, Fox drum roll. I guess I mean they own it, so they could they could put it on there. Yeah. Um, you know that doesn't exist anymore. Right. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a like. I think you might have mentioned this. Uh, yeah, I think you mentioned this when we talked about. Kevin Feige's role, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see like a produced by Kevin Feige thing in the credit. He's gonna get a credit in, Back, in both of these know. movies. Like it, he may not be the top credit, but his name movies. I think will be yeah. uh, involved. I, I I'm still not convinced, despite the reporting. I'm still not convinced New Mutants is coming out. Uh, <laughs> I don't believe I don't believe in anything I see about I, New Mutants. I, that's I mean that's another one. It just makes no sense to put it out there if it's going to be trash. 
But it's a I know fin- Shamari was you you said you heard that Dark yeah, Phoenix. Yeah, I heard that people saying Dark Phoenix is as bad as Fantastic Four. Yeah, so why would you put that out? Yeah, why would you put that? That's worse. That, well, that's that you can get people worse to see. Whatever New Mutants is. It's not it's not their property. And look, I don't it know. It is I, their property. What do you mean? Disney. It's going to be their property. X-Men Dark Phoenix by the time it's released. Well, will I be, mean like it's will not be its property. Property like from a legal perspective, but it's not their work. So like you can put it out there and But neither is New Mutants. Right, but nobody's gonna. But nobody's gonna go see New Mutants. That movie's gonna do awful in the box office if it has bad reviews. But X Men, I don't know what it's, I don't know what it's gonna be. I don't know if it's gonna be good or bad. I don't know. <laughs> All right, EJ, <laughs> EJ Mister. All right, so now I'm put I'm put that on you now. No, I'm saying if New Mutants is a trash movie. EJ said it had a chance to be good. I know. Did I say that? I said I don't know if it's going to be bad. <laughs> EJ said he didn't know if it's going to be bad. Okay, I'm fine. I can totally live with that. I'll tell you. He's just like, we'll see. What I'll say is, I don't like what I've seen. I could, I could gladly say I don't like what I've seen so far. I don't like that the movie was basically reshot and redone after it was like months away from being released, and we saw a trailer. That's not none of that's good. It it doesn't scream that. It doesn't scream that it was going in the right direction. I'm just saying I don't know if it's good or bad because I don't know. We haven't seen anything. I don't know what new footage looks like. That could be the motivation for releasing it. It's just well. With both of these movies, we spent so much money doing them. That's the thing is, I, I just feel like it's hard to believe that you'd have like, like I know it's not Marvel's money that was spent, but like a lot of money and time was spent in the idea right. that you wouldn't let them just have get whatever they put get, out and yeah. just do whatever. I just think that they're trying to get some sort of I money feel like back. That's a, like like we're in a you know we're in a, a capitalist world and it's all about making money, but I just feel that's like a that's like a cold hearted thing to do. Right. Like oh you spent like. Months of your life and years of your life, some of these other people working on this. Sorry, you're never gonna see the light of day. We've gone through all the steps and even redoing the movie. It really it it goes down to if you're Marvel, what is the potential loss versus the immediate gain that you get by releasing those movies? And what I mean by that is, if you release, like we saw, Fantastic Four was so bad that we were like the the Fox can't do another Fantastic Four movie for like ten years. Because nobody would care. If if you do an X, if you release this X Men Dark Phoenix and it's Fantastic Four bad, does that now prevent Marvel from releasing a Marvel Studios X Men movie for like five years, six years, seven years, or they feel like oh, we gotta wait? I don't. I think. I don't think so. I don't think so. But I also don't. I also, or does I, it even even if you do release it, does it hurt the box office of that movie? Where people say, ah, they, does it put a stench on that movie? No. Because, I, I agree. Because personally. no, because we we've seen this movie before. Spider Man had the exact same situation. Spider Man Two did not do well in the box office, um, based on what they hoped they would do. It was terrible critically, and it did not affect nobody yeah, people at all. Pretty are, much, one hundred percent understood that it was different. Right. Well, they uh, people weren't understood. No, but, no, yeah, that's yeah. not true. But, but people one hundred percent understood that this is something new. Right. This yeah, is not exactly. any. This is not what we saw. It's not before. trash. It's a different actor, <laughs> and it's not a sequel or anything. It's not right. connected. Exactly. They knew that. That was clear. Exactly. So that I don't think that's the issue. But to me, I I think that the X I think that the X Men will be introduced. I've, I've spent plenty of time talking about this with the Fantastic Four. I I'm more I am increasingly more confident that the X Men will be introduced. Similar to how Spider Man was introduced, I think that the X Men and Fantastic Four will be in other movies. For I wouldn't be surprised the X Men get introduced. And I don't know if it's going to be even the X Men. It might just be some characters from the X Men, a Charles Xavier, a Wolverine, a Storm. Those characters could then could be introduced in movies, and then we have the X Men in a larger movie later on. Right. 
So uh, I think that that also helped Spider Man was that we saw him in another movie. Get right about that. You know, it wasn't like they said, okay, Spider Man movie. No, they inserted him in something else, and they drew they drummed up more anticipation and more um more of a desire to see what, him on the big. Screen. What I do think that'll be important for Marvel is they um and what I think they will do is they make similar to how with Spider Man. One, his suit was slightly different, but beyond the suit, um, they made him much younger, one, and they tied him with the Avengers immediately. So those were two things, two major differences with this Spider-Man character that differentiated him completely with his predecessors. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. What's one thing that you can do with the X-Men that would completely... Uh, differentiate themselves from the pre- their two predecessors. Well, blue and yellow suits. Well, we gotta see that costumes. This, we're gonna see it in this movie. Well, they have blue and yellow suits in this movie, but costumes definitely. Yeah, not traditional all costumes. black costumes, right. and not even the blue yeah. and yellow costumes we're seeing. We're gonna see potentially right. in this movie, and then what we saw in uh, first class individual costumes. Right, right, like in, like, like, the, like uncanny X Men type costumes. Right, we saw at the end of Apocalypse, but they scrapped some scrapped for, some for whatever reason. reason. So stupid. Yeah, um, so they could do something like that. Um, though, and, and another thing, I'm going to be honest, I don't want them to totally that try to be try really hard to be totally different from the other X Men, right? Because I didn't hate the other X Men. Yeah, I you know, I didn't hate the original X Men team that we have. I didn't hate the McAvoy, Fastbender, <laughs> yeah. younger X Men. There, team there, that we there have. are like, you know. There, there are bad, very bad moments sprinkled in. Yeah, there are bad. I mean, know. there are bad storytelling moments that that we have that you know we can't. Similar you know, to, I would want Spider-Man them to recast or... Oscar Isaac. Not, not nothing against Oscar Isaac. He's an extremely talented yeah. actor. But you know, if they were to do Apocalypse again, they have to completely change that. <laughs> you know, but I'll, I'll, I'll save that for you. They'd never do an Apocalypse again. <laughs> oh wow! You don't think, you think, you don't think, think Marvel ever, ever going to do Apocalypse, Apocalypse again? Uh, ever? I disagree with that. I ten, ten, I, that's, that's a huge. Uh, there's a ten year gap. Well, I think that. I'll tell you why. Because the X Men have a treasure trove of they villains. Do. They do, and they'll the wait. Fox, yeah. let me finish. Fox, I thought was very conservative in using them. They they just didn't do stuff. They didn't go to the Savage Land. They didn't do Mister Sinister. Well, I, uh, I, I, like I, they stayed. They stayed in the the Weapon X Magneto bubble. They only went in the Phoenix bubble. They only went outside to do. Um, to do Apocalypse. That was really the only well, what one. I'll say is maybe you throw in Sebastian Shaw in the Hellfire Club, but there's a bunch of other stuff you can do with the X-Men. I, I, I don't think they're going to Apocalypse. I think, like, I, I, you're right that they have a treasure trove of villains, but I think they did try to use a lot of them. I mean, I we have a know, lot of I X-Men movies. You, everything was, so if everything you go through was the list. The Weapon X X-Men, and Magneto. X-Men level. 1, Magneto. Okay. X2, Striker. Weapon, Weapon X. X3, Phoenix. I mentioned Phoenix. Yeah, those were the first three movies. And who was the three other, different villains? And the other villain in that movie was Magneto. Well, Magneto's got to be in all these movies. He's, I don't think he has to be. I don't think he has to. Not not if, if you're gonna not get, a regular. I, I think he can be. I think he could. I think he could play Fisk in in Daredevil season two. He doesn't have to be a regular main cast member in every movie. I don't That's think it's a problem. True. I don't think it's a problem. He's point is they're introducing two new villains in those two movies. But I mean, obviously, Jean villain, Grey is like you're not a character. That's, it's a character that's on the team. Okay, so and keep right. going. So, and in first class, you have uh, Hellfire the Hellfire Club, another sure. X Men villain. They went, they went on the outside. And then X Two, you got. I mean, well, uh, you have a Trask in. I mean, uh, Dave's Future Past. You have Trask in the Sentinels. 
another group of X Men villains. But it really, and then X three really got. Up, I mean, I don't. I don't. Got no, I, I mean, the Sun knows. Yeah, you could say. I guess in the future they were definitely the villains. I mean, Magneto's also They're a villain. villain. Like, I mean, yeah. that's that is the clear. Um, that's the clear trend. Is that Magneto's villain in all these? Right, he's which is maybe every, a problem. He's in every movie. If that's the problem you have, is like <laughs> Magneto is included in everything. <laughs> he doesn't have to be the villain. In I I can agree with that. And it's like two or three movies where Weapon X is involved. Weapon X we is have, involved in that movie. Strikers in that movie. Yeah, Strikers in that movie. They as well. don't want to go away from the Magneto Weapon right. X thing. <laughs> right. Even if they include something else, Magneto's involved. Yeah, I <laughs> I, I I see what you're saying. So my and they so left my out. Ca- there are, there are characters that they have left they've out. They've left out. Dozens of X Men villains that would be worthy of being X Men villains in a movie. So and I don't think they're gonna go right to Apocalypse. Yeah, and now they're going back to Dark Phoenix, which is exactly that's the exactly problem. my point. Like, that's they're the they're stuck in a bubble of three or four characters. I or well, universes. We count right. the Weapon X situation. My biggest problem is that they're not. Well, they they've left out a lot of characters. Um, like you mentioned, they haven't done anything with the Savage Land. They haven't done anything with Mister Sinister. And they've see our empire doesn't yeah. sound like they're in the Phoenix movie. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll we don't, we don't know what the land are apparently. Right, and then we'll have to see what they do. We've had Juggernaut now. We haven't had the purifiers a couple times. Um, we haven't had the gifted. I'm talking about which we'll talk about next. We haven't had the purifiers on a larger scale. We haven't had um the Marauders. I mean, we there's a lot of villains. Morlocks. We're not villains, but right, you know, there are a lot of their stories that they haven't told. Yeah. We had that one guy in uh, Apocalypse, the underground dude. Oh, uh, what's his name? I don't remember. He was in uh, Logan also. Yeah. Oh, um, he's in Caliban. A- Caliban. There yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, no. The, the biggest problem the X Men has had with villains is that I think they've a lot of the the smaller scale villains they've made really small scale. Or they've used them and they've gotten rid of them. Sabretooth, used in one movie, really two, but two different characters. You know, <laughs> completely different. Characters. Two completely different characters. <laughs> they kind of wasted them, and now you can't really do Sabretooth. You know, he could be he could be a, like a, a real real threat, and they just decided man, they messed up. Sabretooth, you know, Mystique. Man. They've they they man, messed around with in the second trilogy as like an anti hero Wolverine type character. Yeah, that was bad, man. Man, Sabretooth that could have been like Winter Soldier level good, man. I, what they I, did with what they could yeah. do with Sabretooth. I mean, I mean, imagine what the EJ. Yeah. Imagine what they could do yeah, with Sabretooth. Sabretooth. Yeah, that joint. If they I, did Sabretooth on a Logan level. I told, yeah, I oh told. Oh my god, uh, EJ. I, I, we might have been talking off air, but I was like, if they could have made Sabretooth, the biggest problem with Wolverine X Men Origins was one, they should have casted somebody. Lee Schreiber was good. I love him on Hard Knocks as a narrator, but. <laughs> Shout out to Hard Knoxon. Yeah, yeah, Lee Schreiber. <laughs> but they could have casted somebody that would have been an equal to Hugh Jackman and really made the, like, Sabretooth, like, oh, this is going to be a real, like, one-on-one duel. Right. But they, they, I don't know, Lee Schreiber left a lot to be desired. And the character left a lot to be desired. And they kind of ignored his character for a lot of the movie. It was kind of just him hunting down, uh, you know, Wolverine's yeah. old gang. Where there was no real depth to their to their story. Yeah, so. there's characters that they could do again that 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 didn't get proper shine. proper shine. I think the Brotherhood of Mutants proper could care. Be a Brotherhood lot definitely. I'm just looking at a list now. They didn't do Cassandra Nova. Haven't done Mojo. Haven't done Omega Red. I mean, done, I don't know. <laughs> Mojo. <done> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I need Mojo. 
haven't done Vulcan. I mean, there's a lot. Of, I'm, I'm just naming people. I'm not saying all these I'm people. Getting, we're getting too sweaty. All, everyone I've said is <laughs> people I would do. But there, but I think no, I don't think that like <laughs> onslaught is not sweaty. Onslaught's a little sweaty. Onslaught? I mean, rather not do an apocalypse. I, that's where I say. Like, I mean, they've been doing Magneto over and over again. Isn't onslaught Magneto and Charles and their conscience together? I think that's what his deal is. Forget you know, forgive me, sweaties, if I'm off on that. But that yeah, I'm right about that. Like. I, I th- there are a lot of people. Bishop, I mean, Mister Sinister has been a villain in the X Men. Like, my point is that they have not, they have scratched the surface. Clearly, they've scratched yeah. it. We've named a bunch of similar stuff. to Al Spider Man. Marvel, there were reports that they don't want to do the same character. I don't know if it was reports or quotes from Feige, but they said that they don't want to do the same characters that have been that, done. We, that, we, that have been done before. So, you know, we kind of have an idea. I mean, Mister Sinister. I'm not Mister Mysterio, uh, Vulture. Obviously, two characters haven't been done, two very, not super prominent, especially with Vulture, but two prominent characters, two prominent villains for Spider-Man, they decided to do. We'll see what they do in Spider-Man 3, if they're the Spider-Man 3, when they're the Spider-Man 3, but um, I expect a similar formula. Uh, I think they will redo the Sentinel story, if I'm going to guess. I can see them doing the Sentinels again. That's, I think they could do that way I better. That. And I think Faye will see that and be like, I can do this way better than they did it. I think they're doing Apocalypse again. I think they will eventually. I think they'll lead to Apocalypse. I think they're going to do Apocalypse again. I think it'll be I a really trilogy do. with Apocalypse as the third. So. I don't think so. I think that they would. I, I, think. I, I mean, they're not going to do them for a while, but I think they're going to do them. And it's sad. I mean, look, my thing is, like, he, he, my thing is, I'm not saying I don't want them to do him because, like, I think Apocalypse could be Thanos. I think he could be right, that. Exactly. Awesome. But. I just think that they're, they're going to try different things. They're not going to try something that was done before. And, you know, again, the X-Men, the Fox has given him the luxury of, of, again, scratching the surface of what they could do. They could do anything. Almost. They could, they, there isn't much that, that was taken away from them in terms of storylines they could do with the X-Men. At the very least, the Savage Land and, and Mr. Sinister, that, those are massive avenues that they have not explored. We, that doesn't even mention the Purifier. That doesn't mention the Reavers. That doesn't mention the Marauders. Or the Morlocks. Mm-hmm. Those are all... I mean, that's I, that's three movies I just named. Right. You could do three movies with those elements. Like, I don't... Why and, go back to Onslaught? And I mean, what, to, to, to Apocalypse. I didn't mention Onslaught. What I, would, what I would say also is, even beyond the X-Men universe, now that they're in the MCU, you can do stories where there are villains that... I mean, it can be Doctor Doom if you really want to, like... Yeah, they could do anything. Know, yeah. They could do characters that aren't... X-Men villains. Yeah. X-Men, traditional X-Men villains, but maybe yeah. fit in a story. Um, yeah. Uh, let's let's talk about The Gifted. Uh, let's do these uh, episode recaps so we can get out of here. Uh, the Gifted, you know, the last episode was Memento, episode 11. Um, we see a turn in, uh, we definitely see a turn in Lauren, which really kind of stems from, I think, what we've seen from Andy. Where in the previous episode, I mean, he's just he's on one. Uh, he's clearly taking embrace. How gruesome, man! What he did to the uh, the purifier guy, yeah, breaking the yeah. dude's legs in like eight places. I mean, I mean, he's honestly like as a sports fan, it's becoming more like I man. I've seen those legs, you know, these football injuries, <laughs> you, know, right. you know, the Gordon Hayward injuries, where it's like, man, I've seen guys with broken legs before, man. Sean Livingston guys, yeah, Sean Livingston guys. So that's what kind of what it looks yeah. like. Where yeah. You see a guy. guy 
three, you know, he got legs going like three different directions. To get this interesting, man, because I feel like a lot of the characters on the show is not too many people. Like, for a show that definitely tries to say here's good guys and here's bad guys, it's starting to look like everyone's kind of blending in. Because Lauren, Lauren is turning, you know, you know, you can argue anyone that's with the inside in a circle is not on the side of good. And that includes <laughs> exactly. characters we've we've liked and have been yeah. on the good side of good. Uh, I, we, yeah. You know, obviously you would, okay, Thunderbird, Blink, Blink even though she's kind of doing the stuff with the, with the, with the Morlocks. Uh, Thunderbird is the one where I look at him like. Thunderbird and Marcos are probably the only two yeah, where you say, okay, these people are. They're trying to do good things. They're kind of blameless. They haven't done anything yeah. really wrong. But. And, 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 and the Strucker parents. The Strucker parents. Right. But, but then. I, I mean, the to, dad came from obviously. But I don't know. To me. More and, evil. You know, I don't know if we ever got to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. I, I've kind of well, yeah, thought sure. it was kind of. <laughs> Am I crazy to think that like their thing of saying you know we're gonna like just destroy this woman's work was kind of like, well yeah that was yeah, not I that was like kind that. of a villain thing to do. I mean I'm not. I was like, watching I it get, and I was like, I, more so with my Lauren. Thing was, was I thought it, was, it, was she was the, My thing was was it the storytelling that maybe is missing a gap in saying like this is kind of messed up or am I getting it and like I'm saying this seems kind of well, extreme. You know what I'll say? Okay, you yeah. don't like what she's doing, so we're gonna destroy all of her work. What I, what I'll say is they, yeah, that was extreme. They saved, <laughs> they they saved themselves. I'm, wondering, I'm hoping that it wasn't the writers not thinking. They think, oh, everyone's gonna agree with this. Right, I'm hoping right, that right. they like thought about this. I'm like, that wasn't. the Yeah, I was watching that. I'm like, ah, all right. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they they saved they themselves they by having them have that conversation at the end where she kind of blew up. Oh, we got to get rid of all the mutants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But before that conversation, and they didn't know that she yeah, was like that. Yeah, before that conversation. She was all nice and stuff, and they were like, <laughs> yeah, the kid's like, yeah, he just, she's just trying to save she's people. To, you know, if, you know if, get rid if, of that you know, gene and some people if they want it. And, you know, Lauren's like, no, this is awful. I'm like, look, man. I mean, I see, like, how she'd be upset, but, like, she had no right to, you know, yeah, that's you like, know destroy that's, all yeah. their work. Yeah, that's like Andy stuff. All right, exactly. That's, that's like some, like, did, you know. And the parents were completely. They were completely in agreement. Yeah, they were like, oh, yeah, no, you're right. We got to destroy this. Right. I'm like. And I think that was a, I think that was a, that was a screw up in the way they told that story. So you you think that that was. I think we we interpreted flaw. less. Yeah. I think they interpreted more aggressive I feel like a lot than of people going to interpret it that how we did that it wasn't really that. The intent wasn't that aggressive. I'm going to give them more credit and say they knew that that was. Not really. Yeah, I think we, I think Kenno I think Kenno had a point though because of how the doctor kind of right. blew up later on. Well, and I, think sudden, that, I think all of a sudden it was way worse. We're supposed to think at that at that like, point I was like they oh, knew okay, yeah, regret, that yeah, she had now. evil intent. Right, I guess, but we didn't know. We I, I, we assumed that maybe she's not that evil. Yeah, I guess I assumed like I I think I think that moment was supposed to soften your stance on the okay the family, but I don't know if it's necessarily supposed to like absolve them. Mm. I do wish that like I think. I don't like that they did that. I think that it would have been smarter to have the woman be just like a normal person, right? <laughs> like just yeah. be like, like, look, I think you, you like, I, I obviously I love I'm your family, to help people, yeah. and I'm just trying to help people. Like, but like at the same time, like there are dangerous people out there, and like you know, I don't know about people, my brother. There are people he's, who he's who an evil person, right? I'm not him. And then there are people who don't want the uh, who don't want the Weston, who don't want the X gene, right? And right. they should have that choice. You know, then her blowing up on the, you know, oh, your daughter shouldn't have been born, and this kid is a curse on his on his family. Yeah, and I'm good. like, yeah, this. I, I will say, I think this show kind of does that a little bit too much, where like, you know, these Where's people. The moral gray? Right, but I was just gonna say where people kind of just like blow up and just like, 
Like that, like she blew up out of nowhere and was like just complete, like you know, it was racist. out of nowhere. They were gonna ruin everything she built her entire life. It was out of nowhere in the sense that like she was she exhibited none of those yeah traits or none of those feelings. None of those feelings. Yeah, she was going after like right. the right wing people. Right, exactly. Yeah. And during when they had dinner, like and then like idiots. You know, she was like all nice to Lauren and stuff, and all of a sudden, oh yeah, she's a curse on her family and blah blah blah. blah. I'm like, geez. And then even, I mean, Strucker, we know Andy Strucker, he's always been on edge. But, like, in that episode when he, or when they break out Thunderbird and he, like, loses his mind, is like, you know, oh, yeah, all these people, we don't need them spreading their poison. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, geez, calm down. <laughs> well, I, I feel like. The show does I, that. Well, I feel like Andy's progression has been more obvious. Like, I feel like. Right. I, I do agree, like, you know, the moment to me that, I didn't feel that way with that because I felt like it was building. The moment for me where I was like, what? Well, when they were watching, him and Lorna were watching TV, and she was like, these people just shouldn't exist. And I was like, brother, what? <laughs> <laughs> and Lorna kind of looked, Lorna looked kind of like, like they just, we should just make them, we should just make them, they don't listen to us, we should just make them listen to us. I'm like, all right, man, calm yeah. down. <laughs> you know, uh, so, so, but I feel It is like, weird the direction they've gone with him. Like, I don't think if, it's weird. I think if you remember how he was initially. Well, no, I don't or remember I don't where he was. In I don't think it's weird. I think that yeah, I, I, think, I think his progression makes a lot of sense. He, he's yeah, always he's, been he's like, he's more o- I, look, we never liked the kid. <laughs> I never liked the kid. But he's supposed to be unlikable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it, it's got like, and maybe this is how like all uh, maybe this is how a lot of criminals are. Where like, oh yeah, they they wouldn't start out as criminals, but eventually. Right. But like, you see him like when he's just kind of a normal kid, quote unquote, to now like he's some like pro mutant like. But even then, he, like he terrorist. But even then, he exhibited behaviors of, of a short temper, right. of of willing to skate the the law, the right thing to do to get his way. Um, you know, he 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 is shown very <laughs> like, he is know. shown very alarming. I know, I disagree. I think like he, he's a killer. I think he's shown he hasn't killed anyone yet. He killed the girl, well, but that was by accident. Right, right, right. He broke that guy's legs. He yeah. didn't kill the guy. Yeah, he's not a killer, but like he, but, he's, I mean, he's me, pro like, you know, mutant, yeah, pro violence, pro pro mutant. Like. Right, but just like every person that like is a like white supremacist or a racist isn't like a killer, but they could still feel like I don't think that people should have rights. I think that they shouldn't be in this country. We hear that every day. I don't think all those people are killers. Right. Yeah, yeah that's fair. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it's not right to classify him as a killer yet. Right, and but. I I I would argue based on the change we're seeing, Lorna. I think we're going to get the Von Trucker twins, or just, you know, they're not twins here. But, like, I think that they're going to be a villain team. I think we're seeing the origin stories of a super villain team. Mm. And maybe it's, like, being, I don't know, if maybe it's being telegraphed, but I felt like that's where they were going to go as eventually. You I think was wondering where. Um, it's got to be. Maybe. Yeah. Because I think you have enough heroes, which, which is what my point was when I said that everything was kind of blending together. Because this episode, Lorna finally wakes up. She wakes up. She realizes she's been trash for, like, a whole season. Right. And I think that's where... <laughs> she realizes she's been trash. She realizes this group, this inner circle is trash. Um, the, she, they, they, you know, Weston Reva is hiring supervillains now to, mm-hmm. to, to, to come in who are known to be uh, murderers to, to forward her Mario plan. Mario Falcone. 
Yeah, Mario Falcone. <laughs> like, like... Mario Falcon. That was Mario Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I watched the show. I'm like, yo, he looks familiar. Yeah, that's my <laughs> thing. I looked it up on IMDb. That's all. Why does this guy look familiar? And he looked like a guy that I hated before. I couldn't think <laughs> exactly of what it was. Same. Yeah. And same. I realized now. You realize, yeah, that's right. He was Mario Falcon, and I did hate him. Um, nah, like, like, so Lorna finally wakes up. She realizes, oh, I've made a terrible mistake. This was her uh, what's name moment. Uh, uh, what's the guy's name? Job moment from. Uh, from Arrested Development, I made a terrible mistake. And she goes back to Marcos in hopes that he could uh, help her kind of figure out what the deal is. This last episode was interesting. Um, I feel like... I, I feel like they made a lot of Lorna and Marcos, but I don't know if really, really much happened significantly, other than the very, very end, which is where you see... Uh, the fake Bill O'Reilly dude and Reva exchanging information and having some kind of argument about something. So, I guess if you guys want to take it away. If there's anything I, I mentioned, Lorna kind of, I mean, and uh, um, La- La- Lauren uh, kind of showing, exhibiting some anger and some of those uh, feelings of the Von Strucker twins when she plays that uh that toy box that she got. Uh, what, what do you when you want to talk about this, Sham? What do you make of this episode? I like the episode. Um, I like what they're doing with the season so far. I mean, it's been really, um, they've kind of amped up the intensity, and it feels much more. Uh, well, from the mutant underground perspective, it feels way more desperate. I mean, yeah, John getting tortured, and then he's just out of commission basically until further notice. John torture scene was crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. Um. That yeah, whole thing with their that was the last episode. That whole thing with their compound was great. Yeah, um, that was that. That to me was a great episode. Get the power tools. <laughs> he kept asking for those power tools, and now <laughs> now he's supposed to be this, now he's supposed to be a sympathetic person. Yeah, it's like nah. Well, man. I don't know about sympathetic. Well, yeah, Jace may sympathetic. be sympathetic. Pitts, Jason Pitt. Now he's like, well, I don't know what happened. And it's like, uh, <laughs> you know. But yeah, it's, it's, all this stuff with the purifiers is like it's crazy. I do so, like that. Finally, someone mentioned to Jace, no. fam. This is like the clan, and this you're like a the black clan. man. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like real, thank man. God, man. Thank, thank you, homie, for finally <laughs> showing this guy. And Jace was like, damn, man. <laughs> I, didn't think, I didn't think about that. Right. He's like, they went after my granddaddy and your granddaddy. I was like, all right, fam, talk your ish. All right, talk your ish. I loved it. Yeah, that was crazy. I was like, whoa. And then that was um, like the he had the that was like the Pikachu meme the Jason meme yeah, exactly. I mean black He's like ah, ah. yeah that was crazy, um, but yeah and then and then when he had to tell that police officer what happened and he lied and he he, he stood like, his ground like I saw he looked like he was gonna attack and he stood his ground I was like oh I was like oh my god yeah this man. this show is just it's too much going on it's too it. real man it's too real yeah. with this show man it's it's, it's hard to watch. You know? And it's kind of crazy because it's smart that they did it that way. Because you could have had the black kid be the mutant and had the still your ground thing. And it would have been like a lot more obvious what was happening. Mm-hmm. But I think if you watch that show and you see the white kid is the mutant that gets killed. And you hear Jace, a black man, say a white cop stood his ground against a white kid. It still hurts you. Because yeah. you're like, that, one, that's not what happened. And two, even if that is what you're arguing, like, like when you make it a mutant and you realize it doesn't matter what... The situation is white, black, whatever. What it happened was wrong. Yeah. And that whole idea is wrong. And it just was 
like the, the language was smart and like who they chose to be who in those situations black was cop. smart <laughs> black cop lying on for a white cop who killed a white kid well who said she was talking he was talking to oh, a black he was talking cop. to a black cop like all the stuff that went down was just very smart that was a that was a great those were great scenes sad obviously see a kid die but those were well done yeah extremely well done very very sad um and uh, shout out to what's his name the guy i forgot who plays jace but uh, uh jason pitt J- yeah <laughs> Kobe not Bell. Jason Pitts, Kobe Bell. Pitsy. Uh, because I felt like I remember last season, kind of feeling like we haven't really gotten great acting from him yet, and this season is not the case. That really, I, I've I always gotten. Him. Yeah, I thought, I thought he was doing. Well, I thought he was good no, last season. No, I think he was last. I meant like I said that at some point. I think he got better. Mm. I'm saying right. at some point, it's like okay, he seems like just like a, mm. like there's nothing to him. He's just middle of the road kind of mm. guy who kind of has a thing for mutants, and. And I think he got better. I think this season, I mean, again, the interrogation scene, crazy. That scene, him talking to the guy, the kid dying, then talking to the cop, crazy. Talking to his wife at the end. Talking to his wife. wife, His acting, I mean, Colby has done, he's killed this season. Killed it. He just needed that shout out because he's been the best actor on the show to me. Yeah. um, I also like the the episode with Lorna's uh, flashbacks. You know, kind of going to her, like, kind of origin a little bit. That was um, a while ago. Yeah. I guess you just caught up. <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah, that was cool. Um, yeah, we haven't talked about it. Um, but I feel like also what's interesting is the way it, with that episode and we got even in this episode, they've been uh, kind of referencing Magneto, which is not really something they did at all last year. We will see Magneto on the show. Oh, mm. I disagree. That would be but bold. that would be you crazy. Are... I'm saying like like prediction. like Batman was on Titans. Yeah, you mean like Batman on Titans yeah, or or, we're gonna, or Magneto season or one of X Men Evolution where he's like in the shadow. It's not gonna be fast. Well, I mean, he's not gonna be fast. But you know, like Magneto's gonna be there talking to Lorna and and underground with Mag- with or... his magnetic powers. <laughs> it's gonna be. I don't if know, he is, I can't say in what. I don't know in what. We'll just see a cape. I don't know what's happening. Floating. But Magneto. <laughs> Some guy loves hating. I feel like out. Lorna, Lorna and Magneto, Lorna and Magneto will cross paths in this series. As long if they, if they don't get to it, it's gonna be because it gets canceled before it gets there. Yeah. But they, like they were actively avoiding it in season one, and they are not doing that in season two. Yeah, they're, they're actively they're actively mentioning him yeah. even when it doesn't make sense to mention him because I think they're building to something. Even building, more than they're building to that moment. Right. Even more than um. Well, what one even more than they've referenced like Quicksilver and Magneto's thing in the movies, but two even more than like we got with Legion and Professor X, like right. Pre- Legion and Professor X, they avoided that. They threw in like one or two Easter eggs, but I mean this one, oh yeah, your dad was the OG. I used to watch him on television, yeah. which Magneto is an OG, but <laughs> I used to watch him on television. I mean, the one thing they haven't said is Magneto yet, but they've. What? What do we think is the deal with uh, Lauren, uh, uh, Benedict Ryan and Reva? I have no idea. <laughs> I think they're exchanging Ryan. intel. Because what's the name works for the re- works for the purifiers, and what's the name works for obviously the inner circle. Right. I think he's giving her her info on things that maybe she wants in exchange for information on mutants. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe she's the one helping the purifiers go after the mutant underground. Because they seem to always have this intel. I mean, it's like, where are they getting this intel from? Okay, there's some cops, but they seem to be really good at this. <laughs> they seem to be too good at this. Right. It's like, well, if this guy is helping her, if, she, if Reva, who knows where mutants are, 
she, it's her job to know where mutants are and where things are hiding and what the opposition is doing. It's helping um, this guy, especially because she's had people on her team meeting up with the mutant underground because they have ties. Like, I think that I think that that's what's happening. And whatever the f- I don't know what the fight that happened happened was. I don't know why they were arguing, other than the fact that I'm sure they hate each other. But I think they feel like, look, I'm willing to make this deal because it's going to help my side. And they, they realize they're giving up something, but it's it's just like any negotiation. Mm. Yeah, I think you're right about that, actually. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That, that sounds like that, uh, that makes sense. Let's wrap up the show talking about the Goth- uh, Gotham episode we got this week. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I, th- I did not like this Gotham episode. Really? Yeah. Uh, this Gotham episode rarely is Gotham not entertaining, and I felt this one. It was hard for me to kind of stay attached to it in terms of this, just the stuff that was happening. I didn't really care about whatever Gordon's mission was to save these kids. I mean, it's a nice story, but like. Okay, yeah, it was. Yeah, that was definitely. It was seen random. There was. It didn't seem like it was gonna go anywhere beyond just this one episode, and then Bruce's deal with the witch, which we now see was uh, Ivy. I mean, it was fine. Uh, I don't know. I felt this episode felt like a means to an end. Right, exactly. We had the bridge. We had to. We had to get the bridge. Yeah, we had to get Barbara and Jim on the same side. We had to get Cat out of the hospital. Um, Uh, Yeah, we had to establish that there are some areas of Gotham that aren't completely to waste so like they they got to where they need to go and they told the story to do it that was cool mm-hmm. but it, i don't know it, it wasn't for me okay i mean i like the episode you know i thought the characters did a good job um you know i'm glad we're getting you're right that it was a bridge episode for sure you know it was a, it was a means to get to get the story to a certain point um uh you know i thought those uh uh you know, those guys that were holding those kids were, you know, your standard uh, terrible people. Yeah. Terrible human beings, you know, right. for whatever reason, working kids. But they were psychopaths, though. Expecting right. some, these yeah. kids to bridge some kind of, build a tunnel to the outside or something. Like, yeah, these, guys, these guys are obviously out of their minds. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, it was good that Gordon got those guys out of there. Um, or got the kids out of there. Uh, I did not, I honestly did not expect Barbara to just show up and just ice everyone there. Um yeah, would, that that did surprise me. Yeah, and Gordon just straight. And Gordon was like, "I got two bullets, and, and I'm willing to use them." And the guy like doubted him, and then Gordon just shot that lady in the head. I was like, "Tag." Yeah, I was. Wild. <laughs> I was like, "Okay, I guess he's got one bullet." But yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, um, that was crazy when he shot that chick in the head like that. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I like the episode, you know. Um, and I'm curious to see what's going on with this whole Enigma thing. Uh, they're still building this. Uh, so I'm wondering where that's going to end up. Um, and I want to see more Penguin because Penguin is just super entertaining. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought this episode was all right. Uh, in a vacuum, it probably wasn't great. Uh, but when I look back on it after seeing what everything led to, I I, I liked what transpired in this episode because we got uh, we kind of I don't know if we'll see Poison Ivy again. Um, mm-hmm. We may, but if we don't, I kind of feel like we we got kind of, you know... Her origin's wrapped. Yeah, her origin's kind of yeah. wrapped. She is Poison Ivy at this point. She's helped out Selena. Their their story, their, uh, their, their bond is, is kind of... Is cemented. Right, exactly. Cemented at this point. So, 
I guess for me, I watched that episode and I thought about, and that's what I'm doing with a lot of these episodes. I'm thinking, how is this going to connect to the larger Batman universe in the future? Now, when Poison Ivy and Catwoman, you know, meet up, it has a much different meaning. Sure. You know, if they work together, if they're adversaries at any point, like, it's always going to have a different meaning. So, uh, that kind of stood with me a little bit. And, I mean, the story with Bullock, Bullock and Gordon, uh, I, it wasn't super interesting, but I, I thought the acting of both actors kept it uh, fun, kept it enough where I was I was paying attention to what was happening. So, I mean, I thought it was decent. Uh, one thing I thought was interesting uh, was this week, uh, Cameron Van Agnew, I was telling EJ, was that uh, he said that the Joker, not the Joker, uh, that Batman will be in a full episode. Or there will be a full-on Batman episode at some point this season. I don't believe him. You don't believe him? No. That's what I've been hoping for. Yeah, I don't believe we're going to have a full-on. He said he claimed 10-year. He could claim there might be a 10-year job. Ooh. That's what I want to see. And he also said he'll be playing a third character this season. Ah, so that's what that I want to see. But I don't believe anything he said. You don't believe anything he well, said? Third, if he's, third character, that's something he might not lie about. But no, why would he just lie about that? Because they've been lying to us for five seasons. <laughs> Tell me if I'm lying. But, well, that's like the the producer, well, yeah, the no, director, no, because no, but they're kids. And the kid, their show and then, is Mazus. Yeah, Mazus has yeah, lied Mazus. to us repeatedly. But their show is can't. What reason does he have to lie about that now? Their show is done. Their show is dead in the water. Why would you tell us that? To get us to watch. To get I people guess, to yeah. watch. Okay, but but I I don't believe him. I don't believe him. They, right. I'm not to see it. I, I don't believe him. <laughs> I believe, yeah. A ten year gap episode in a, a season that's only twelve episodes. Look, man, they they got nothing. They, they wasted a week this week. Then nothing important happened. So how many more? Like now I have another episode that like is not related to how this gets resolved. I mean, I'm thinking that's the last episode. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that's, that's a weird a way to end the season. I mean, well, you, maybe you not. End showing maybe Batman. Not. I mean, that's what Gotham has been leading to. Yeah, no, I, I can see that. I just don't, I don't believe him. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel like it's weird. It's me, it's weird that, like, of all the people that would make, break this news, he would be the one. My guess, I mean, he, he, he's, he's also, he's, he's also playing a, a character that's the Joker. So I'm also going to take everything he says at, at, with a huge grain of salt. My, my, I don't believe my that there's guess a 10-year gap he's talking about. I don't buy that. Because they asked him, oh, what do you mean by the whole third character? He's like, I'm not playing a triplet. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but, um... Okay. My guess is that, look, I think, like Shamar said, I don't know if it'll be the end or if it'll be, you know, one of the last episodes, but we see in the trailer, obviously, we have the whole Ace Chemical theme with Bruce and Jeremiah. Uh, I think he becomes a Joker at some point. I think he falls in the vat, which I think we all expect. And I think they fast forward I mean, 10 years. We saw the scene. <laughs> the yeah. Ace Chemical yeah, scene. Yeah, we have the Ace Chemical. It is in the trailer. In yeah. the trailer. So I, he's going to fall in the vat and become the Joker. So I, I think there's a good chance that, uh, given what he's saying, we fast forward 10 years, he's Batman now, and we have Jeremiah or Cameron Agnew playing the Joker. I hope you're right. Full on Joker. I hope you're right. I don't, I, don't I don't know who's playing I don't Batman. that's going to happen. But he's saying that that's what's going to happen. So I just know this has been a show, of all the shows that has been willing to just play with the fans' emotions, this one has Harley Quinn's coming this season. This one has done Look it out most. for it. They've done that like... For the last three seasons, <laughs> that was crazy. Like man. they've done it you over and say over every week. Who is Harley Quinn? Yeah, that was crazy. How are they going to do Harley Quinn? She's never showed up. Yeah. So this show likes to play with you. I, I, I just I'm like I have to see it to believe it that there's a ten year gap episode, a full episode 
who you guys are gonna see. Full gonna be, on Batman. It's gonna be. He's at Batman's gonna be running around in the future as you would expect him to be. Like, oof. what? I don't believe. I don't buy that. That's. I mean, I don't buy that. The uh, only way that's happening is because they're doing a Batman show. <laughs> Dang. It, 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 that's to me. That's why would you do that? How are you gonna tease the fans like that? But you did it with Titans. You produced a Batman episode. You did a full on Batman episode of Titans. No, it was not. That was not a full-on That was The no, episode was no, Batman no. running around killing people. No, that was a, a Dick Grayson episode that had Batman in it. That was also fake. This right. is this, is, a, this is the future where Batman is a, the hero of the episode. So he did say he don't want to get it? I don't, like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to see a flash forward. No, I'm not, I just I want to show the end. I never said that. I said that I don't think it's going to happen. I would love to see this. I just think that if we do, it's because they're thinking about doing a Batman show. And this is like a, a this is their, pitch, this is their uh, backdoor, backdoor pilot, pilot right? <laughs> I'm telling you, that's why I see it. That's that's why that's how I'm calling it. But I think that's a good place to stop here, guys. So, hope you guys enjoyed listening to the New Generation Hero Talk podcast. Um, make sure you listen to all of our shows on the New Generation Podcast Network on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. Make sure you check out our YouTube channel, New Generation Media, where if you notice, we have not been doing Young Justice episode recast, but we have been decided to put those on YouTube. So, our first Young Justice episode 4, 5, and 6 review is on YouTube now. So, be sure to go and check it out. You will hear a full spoiler review. Me and Shamari did it this week of what we think of uh, the Young Justice season so far. So, be sure to follow us on our YouTube channel. Subscribe, New, new Generation Media. Make sure you check out that video and all the other videos we have and the more stuff we have coming out. Follow us on Twitter, uh, at New Generation Pod, and on Instagram, at New Generation Podcast. We can also be found on Facebook, New Generation Media. Shamari can be found on Snapchat, MCSham22. I can be found on Twitter, at EJ underscore Stewart, and on Instagram, at ActionEJ. Again, we'll be back next week with more Hero Talk with Shamari for Kendall. I'm EJ. Peace.